Welcome to the Debate of the Dead podcast. We are here today discussing a brand new movie. We teased it last week. Who are you, sir? An unknown force. Oh. I am actually the finger in Hostel that the guy says. <laughs> Your finger one, I'm finger two. That was one of our cameos. I'm and today, the finger the guy slips on in I, the end of Hostel. I'm Evan. <laughs> and I am the fingers from the rich guy at the very end of Hostel. I'm Trevor. And we are talking about the movie Hostel today from 2005. So yes. this is post-Saw. Po- is it, well, post-Saw 1. Post-Saw 1. And when we say post-Saw 1, we mean like... Barely. Barely. Like a couple months, maybe. Like, Barely legal port torture porn movie makes it. <laughs> uh... Like, um, and also, uh, f- uh, even though this podcast is still a bit young, this is also going to be technically a first for us because traditionally with the past couple episodes, we watch the movie, take our notes, and then usually let some time to sit on it before doing research and like mm-hmm. thinking about it before Absolutely. Ju- uh, jumping into recordings. So we have like our thoughts figured out. Yeah. But uh, today we decided to switch it up and we are recording this episode like minutes after yeah. like I still... Uh, have the tab of Netflix open in which we watch the movie on my computer. We are going in uh, complete raw analysis. So with that, we might miss some stuff that we don't necessarily have time to research and sit on. Basically, however, yeah. you will. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. uh, however, we will give more of a raw, authentic, yeah. uh, uh, in the moment reaction to how we felt. About I this definitely movie. think so. And so this, this is closer to a reaction than a review. Yes, I, guess. I did my best to. Just pull up some fun facts and stuff about the movie while we were setting up. But you are, the, you are the fun fact man. I am, but like it's definitely gonna be few and far in between compared to uh, the trick or treat episode where we kind of like delve into that. That's one all right. More. Um, but yeah, we ho- switch it up. But Hostel 2005. It's a movie that I was kind of pushing for us to do. Mostly mm-hmm, not absolutely. not as for the movie itself, uh, more for the director, the man who wrote and directed this movie, Eli Roth. Uh, Evan, you don't know much about him, correct? Not too much. I know a little bit about him, but he's not, like... I don't know as much about him as I do, like, say, Wes Craven or John Carpenter. And and that's kind of, like, part of the reason I want to do this, because Eli Roth is someone that I feel nowadays is, like, a more contemporary horror director. And he's kind of... He's kind of built his name for himself in the modern-day horror community. Mm -hmm. But also, at the same time, he's always been kind of weird to me. And... because the first time I discovered learned his name was uh, in Quentin Tarantino's *Inglorious Bastards*. Oh, so he works with Tarantino. A lot. Yes, I'm pretty sure he played the bear Jew in that movie. Um, oh, that's who made this movie. Yeah, the bear Jew made *Hostel*. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that puts a lot into perspective. I remember. <laughs> I remember that character vividly. Okay. Um, but yeah. And Eli Roth, um, he and Quentin Tarantino are great friends, which is one of the first notes, because Quentin Tarantino helped make this movie. It's a Quentin Tarantino Presents, which... Which uh, took us both both by surprise. Because also, this is um, a movie uh, with with, uh, Halloween, Sleepaway Camp. We've seen those movies Mm -hmm. multiple times. Yeah. And then just decided to do the podcast on them. Sugar Street, we had never seen before. But we had... For the first time Yeah, we had, like, we knew, like, the pedigree behind it kind of yeah same with this one uh going into this movie i knew nothing i didn't know who was in it i didn't know i knew it existed and i knew it was frequently compared to saw for its level of uh torture gore torture yeah. porn. but that's it i didn't know you, i didn't know anything about it not gonna lie i thought it was hostile like 
like hostile fight for a while. I, I think I that's realize. kind. Of, I think that's kind of like the play on words they were going with mm-hmm. it. I didn't realize it was like hostile, like the hotel place you stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've just always been kind of fascinated by Eli Roth because um, I know two movies that. Uh, are pretty popular under his belt is this one and Cabin Fever, which right. came out like a couple years earlier. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed he was just kind of like, um, like a very niche person that like if you were in the horror community, you would probably know about them. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really think anything of it because I had never. He's never been someone to like win awards or have like major kind of like. I, I very tr- rarely would ever be like like see like a mainstream channel big. Like, Yo, we got Eli Roth. Produce, like doing X, Y, and Z for right, this right, production, right, right. Um, and so I, I never really thought anything of it. But obviously, it's not Sam Raimi doing Evil Dead and then Spider Man. Yeah, but obviously, like Quentin Tarantino's, like he likes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and then on top of that, um, now uh, I'm a big uh, metal music fan, and if anyone out there knows the band Ice Nine Kills, uh, they make uh, you know uh, they release a couple albums where each song is based off a different horror movie, and for the first album where they did that, like. Uh, they, you know, they had very, their traditional stuff, but then they recently released their second album, and two of the songs they based their, their movies off of were Eli Roth movies. It was this one and Cabin Fever. Oh, and I'm like, no. And just for context, with all the all the horror media they can use, they've only done three Stephen King songs, and now they've done two Eli Roth songs, essentially. So it's like, I just got interested in, like, okay, what is this guy doing that, like, everyone else is like, you know, this deserves attention, this deserves, like, recognition. And right. So, I really just wanted to jump right into some of his movies. But then, um, great, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think now it's just better than ever to just jump right in to see, like, you know, what, how did Eli Roth make this name for himself? Um, yeah, this, uh, that's also interesting, too. Uh, so one of the names I wrote down in the opening credits is Greg, Gregory Nicotero. Yes. I definitely heard that name before. Did you before. just look that up? Yeah, and okay. it's, it's interesting because he's also worked with Tarantino and Eli Roth on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a makeup guy. He has a few acting credits, usually as an extra, like he was in Halloween 5 as Guy at Gas Station. Mm-hmm. He was in Inglorious Bastards as, like, um major uncredited. <laughs> so, like, you know, he's he's had a couple on-camera roles, but he's definitely known for his makeup work. It looks like he is known for The Walking Dead. If I had to guess, that's probably where I've heard his name thrown around. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's cool. Uh, he's apparently worked on Breaking Bad. Oh, that's probably where I saw him then. He was apparently in Movie 43. Of course some, he, he was. He had some hand in that. <clears throat> so, But um, yeah, um... It's an interesting ensemble of people behind the camera that made this happen that yeah. work together frequently on other things. Yeah, absolutely. And when I, people do that, it's almost like you can tell because there's a signature. It's um, it almost is like its universe. I'm thinking of like the View Askew universe. If you're familiar with that, those vaguely. are like the the Jay and Silent Bob, yeah, yeah, Mall yeah. Rats. Like those all are in the same universe kind of thing. Um, and like all the movies are made by the same people, have the same people in them, so it, it feels connected Mm -hmm. but like these are obviously not same character movies but it it does the more you think about it the more you're like this does kind of play out like a movie they would make yeah it's uh, almost formulaic it's the best way i could probably describe it is in in formularically formulaic formulaic it's like i don't know how to say it exactly but like it's like when you use the wrong formula but get the right answer exactly yeah (laughs) basically that yeah uh because it's just like there's just so there was so much stereotypical early 2000s just 
formula to it. Mm-hmm. Like and it like like this was this like movie is screaming two thousands. Like yeah, and but then there's all painfully. But then there's also just parts of this movie that I thought were incredibly unique, fun, interesting. Mm-hmm. That like and this movie's um, a mixed bag, it's, for sure. It's very much a mixed bag. I ended up leaning towards liking it, and you just said that you're, you're very I'm passive. I'm neutral. Like, yeah. it's just one of those movies where, like, I don't feel a strong negative attitude towards, and I don't feel a strong positive attitude towards. I'm just like, yeah, that's a horror movie I've seen now. Like, yeah. It's, it's one that I'm familiar with. That's um, all. The, I think the main reason I also kind of <laughs> like this movie a bit, like, I, I, I'm, I might have to, like, let my thoughts sit on this, and maybe next episode I'll, like, do a closing thought about it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of liking this movie a bit more than Saw right now. The first Saw, at least. Yeah, let's get into that. I, that's that's an interesting take. I, I, I'm surprised I, to hear that from you. I, I, I'm surprised from hearing it from myself, and that's the reason why I I, I don't even know if that's true or not. Okay, in my, it's in just raw impression. All right, well, my, let's, let's break it down. Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, bam! Spoiler button. Wee-woo, wee-woo. Wee-woo, wee-woo. Spoiler. Spoilers ahead for... Literally the whole movie. Yeah, I know we don't usually say spoilers, but like this, our th- podcast is literally about talking th- about horror movies and, and, in depth. So like, yeah, obviously spoilers. Yeah, if, if there is, and, and like, also full disclosure, spoilers for basically any other movie that comes up in conversation, Saw included, because it's like, yeah, potential spoilers for spoilers for Saw, potential spoilers for like, I don't know. We can try and be better about saying spoiler alert, but yeah, just know that this is an in-depth conversational horror movie podcast, so, like, see horror movies. Just, yeah, watch horror movies before we talk about them, and then you can, like, talk about them with us. Or just not care about spoilers. Or not, care, or not care about, yeah, you know. Be, or be like me and hear a spoiler and completely forget it by the time that you actually watch the movie, because that happens to me a lot. Just, be, just become Guy Pierce from Memento and have short-term memory loss, you so go. you forget about the spoilers. Perfect. Uh, All right, so the movie opens, and weed... Yes, weed. Weed. Uh, I I had a bit of a earlier note than the weed. Really? Because it literally opens with a bowl being smoked. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, because the opening credits is like we're already in the torture room and like someone's whistling. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Clean yeah up, definitely. Clean up. Uh, Sets up a different tone than what you think the movie's gonna a, be. A very different tone. Like, uh, that's something I will say before we really dive in. Is uh, like I said, I didn't really have expectations for this movie. Mm-hmm. I just kind of formed like maybe it's gonna go this route. Very, very, very different movie than what I was expecting tonal wise. I was expecting a much darker, grittier, like feel bad about yourself movie. Whereas this was more of like a, a cheesy ish kind of movie. I guess I don't know how well, to really describe. Like, it. It's just that early two thousands like and also cheese. yeah, and also like this is also a good point. Uh, just to quickly talk about Eli Roth's like style mm-hmm. um, because. He's not, like, so much of a horror comedy slapstick guy like Sam Raimi is. Right. But he's definitely not, like, as artsy as, say, James Wan. Yeah, I was expecting more of, like, a... You know that feeling you get after you watch, like, the first Texas Chainsaw or, like, the first Saw where you're like, I just kind of feel like I'm not supposed to watch this. Like, I mm-hmm. don't feel good after watching. I mean, like, you know what I, Like, obviously feel, we like horror movies and we yeah, like those movies. Like, but, like, you almost feel like you watched a snuff film. Especially with Texas Chainsaw. Just the way it's filmed and the quality Te- of it. Texas Chainsaw... That's a movie for another day, but absolutely, you know what I mean? yeah. But like, you just you watch it, and it does. It's not a Hollywood glam pick. It's, yeah, it's a. It's it, a. It, it, it looks like it was filmed on like an old VCR 
operated like camcorder yeah and and it, and it just it, you watch it and you're like i feel like i wasn't supposed to see that you felt like it, you jumped into a private affair that's the kind of movie i was expecting from this whereas this played out a lot more like any other 2000s movie yeah that came out around the time yeah um in terms of, and you even mentioned how a lot of the shots were like very static you not more even moving camera like like there were moving cameras i'm not saying there wasn't oh, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah like there was very much like if there was a static shot, it held that static shot. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is ve- almost like a signature of the 2000s. I'm thinking of a lot of movies that came out in that era, mm-hmm. and a lot of them kind of followed that, whereas yeah. now the film styles... There's a lot more dynamic movements in movies now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but yeah, anyway, so Weed and you were saying with the opening credits. Uh, yes, and um, the title card, we get our title card in a puddle on the floor, and like the word hostel is upside down, and... Yes, yes. Like... It was a very, like, right off the bat, like, I don't want to say, like, they're just, like, it was Eli Roth trying to be artistic about it, but I think what he was going for was, like, um, but, like, I think it was almost a precognitive warning of, like, like, the hostel isn't right. Or something like yeah, that. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, this, yeah. this movie mostly takes place in a hostel. Yeah. More or less. And, and the movie is called Hostel. Yeah. Yes, and yes, and yes, it is yes, called yes. Hostel. And so I but think, still. I think rather than like giving a generic title card or, for example, just like, you know, showing like it, like, because you could have easily done the camera shot on the sign itself and then mm-hmm. just have a guy walk past instead of like having it upside down and then someone steps in a puddle and following it that way. Yeah. 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 Um, so I just thought there was, had to be an intentional plan there. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I see that. Um, but yeah, and then we jump right into like a pot place. I don't weed. know because weed is legal in Europe. I think a pot place. I don't fucking. <laughs> I just, oh. like, yeah, full, a bunch full, of yeah. bunch of characters are in like a hostel room and they're just smoking. Eli Roth is in the background making a cameo, not which, knowing how to use a bong. Yeah, which I also had to tell you that was Eli Roth. You, I, had, yeah, I you did not realized. know. You you had you did not register. That's what he looked like. I told you. I was like, oh, Eli yeah, Roth. Yep. I wouldn't have made that connection off the top of my head, but it was funny that he blew the bong water out. I was like, "Mm." sad. I think think if anyone is a mainstream pothead, it is Eli Roth. I think he (laughs) he very intentionally did that. Oh, of course. Of course. Because he he knew he would never have an opportunity to do that again. Yep. Um, Um, Basically, this scene opens, and this scene exists to show you what kind of characters we're going to be dealing with. Which... And they're shitty characters. You very two thousands stereotypical party kids. They like sex. They like drugs. They they make sure and they're assholes. They make sure that you don't feel overly sympathetic for them. Facts. Like later on, like they developed. Here's the thing. I I will talk about this later. But they do actually develop the characters pretty well. I want to say like pretty naturally. Okay. But. Also, but at the same time, they also get enough shitty aspects that, like, when the pain starts coming, you're not like, ooh, no, ouch, and more like, heh. Like, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Um, um, they're, like, one of them is taping himself having sex with a girl on, on a flip phone. On, he took a selfie on a flip phone of himself having sex with a girl, which, by not the way... the flip phone. Sex and, and, tape. And just, like, full disclosure, if you feel uncomfortable viewing in the female body on screen... Don't watch this movie. This- yeah, I have a note about this later. There's a lot of naked women, which is fine, but it's just the way in this movie, it's not, I don't want to use the word tasteful per se, but it's like, there's naked in this women movie, there's naked women in this movie because the guy was like, I want naked women in this scene. 
Like, yeah. there's no reason. But then, there's no reason. But yeah, because for it, some of the nudity, because it got it got to a point where it was so gratuitous. I it I, it was just borderline. Is Eli Roth just the horniest motherfucker on the planet, or? Is like, are they trying to say something about this? Like, yeah, I could not. T- I have no issue because, with nudity but, in a movie. I yeah, fact, like, I also think there should be like more nudity sometimes. I think there's but I, this movie. It's I'm not. Like, I, I'm not like obviously. I'm sh- I'm straight. You're yeah. you're gay. But even I am also in a sense of like. Put some more dicks in movies. Yeah, and like, like honestly, sexuality doesn't even have anything to do with it. It's just the fact that it's human bodies. You yeah, know? but like, and which they, again, but, they're kind of going for it, but then we don't see much. We don't see any dick in this movie, even though they're trying oh, to. Oh, I have for a note it. about that. Hold on, but uh, what I'm saying is like, I'm I'm very pro nudity in movies, mm-hmm. but you have to think it's a movie. That's an actor. Someone had to make them get naked. Someone had to write a scene where they get I, naked I, for it. And like you, there has to. And there you have to a, follow the by the bylaws for you know. Closed sets for nudity people, like nude people. I mean, yeah, that too. But like, just like there was a there was a person behind the decision to have a person appear nude on screen. Yeah. So when I see like in this movie, when there's just like there's a scene later on where the guy comes in the hotel room and he walks in on the women changing, Mm -hmm. like. They could have easily just been pulling up their pants, mm-hmm. but no, he went out of the way to show them completely nude, putting on yeah. their clothes. Like, there was no reason for that specific nude scene. Mm-hmm. Like, he did, like, the reason that was filmed was so they could show a woman's ass and side Ta- boob and, yeah. on, on camera. But, and, and again, like, uh, as this movie goes along, we kind of get introduced these characters, how they kind of have some shitty aspects to them. Right. We, lo- we learned our American tourists backpacking all over Europe. I literally wrote down, not sure if characters are sus- supposed to be despicable or if this is literally just how the 2000s were because the 2000s sucked, man. They were mean. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It, 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 that's true. It is kind of hard to say because I definitely feel... And I don't, I, I don't want to say it like this because I don't want to sound insensitive. I feel post nine eleven left America kind of hardened, so they're just kind of like, yeah, a bit I, more. yeah, I can see that because that was right at the beginning of the two thousand. I can kind of see the point you're making. You know yeah, I mean? like but, I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, America became all of America became assholes after it. Yeah, but like and then, I definitely like, feel like there's a we more. We just had a terrorist attack. We ain't worried about. Yeah, we ain't worried about who we're offending. But yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, and. Uh, we jump straight from after we kind of like get that establishment. We jump straight from that to a fucking brothel. Even, <laughs> I wrote down Europe goes hard. Europe, yeah. Like, like basically public view, like not even public, but like just glass cases so everyone can watch a woman. You could pay to have sex with them, and mm-hmm. then you can still like apparently. Despite ambient lighting in some of the rooms, somehow you can still get these perfect, distinct shadow spotlight <laughs> shadows on the doors, yeah. so you can see exactly positions everyone's fucking in. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, because like they open the doors to a couple of these rooms, and like they, that is ambient lighting. There's yeah, no you're specific. Right. You're right. Yeah. Like I didn't think about that. What is happening in these rooms that's causing the spotlights? Um. Um. I wrote this. I wrote. Okay. So I have a bullet I want to talk about, but I wrote. So I wrote down way later towards the end of the movie that all the stuff I expected to come back in this movie, mm-hmm. like I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to come up later. Never did. But the most random shit that I never even thought twice about like, is the stuff that well, came back. Like what's something that you did think was going to come back? So they are talking. So let's introduce the characters real quick so right. people can follow along. We have, we have th- essentially three main characters. They're all dudes. Two American dudes named uh, Paxton and Josh. and Josh. And then they're backpacking through Europe, country to country, just living their best sex drug filled life. Yeah. And and then they picked up. And then they pick up a guy named Oli who's from Iceland. So yeah. I, I think what they said was when they went Wait, to Iceland, it, they met him. Yeah. And also, is they, it Oli or Oli? 
I think it's spelled O L I, so I think it's Oli. Might be Ollie. I, 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 I was saying Ollie. Okay. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie, whatever his name was. We'll, we'll say both ways just yeah, so we, get, yeah. we cover the bases. So those, those are the three main characters, and then, of course, other characters come and go as the movie goes on. But those are the three we follow. And yeah. the Icelandic, I wrote down that Oli has a daughter, and they kind of make a thing of it on the scene. Oh, the yeah, that, that, that goes They're like, nowhere. wait a minute, you have a daughter? And it went absolutely nowhere. Actually, I, I wrote down Chekhov's daughter. I was like, I, I thought the two girls from mm-hmm. the hostel were going to be his daughter or something. Uh, no, I actually, now that you mention it, percent of the time if someone brings up like oh they have a daughter back at home or oh they're about to get married it's just so you feel sympathetic when they die yeah Yeah. that's that's literally it that's how it comes back that's actually fair that makes sense yeah i didn't think about that like like and like like that's basically like the moment in any story someone brings up something sympathetic basically that's them writing on their tombstone i died because I liked being alive. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, ugh, this movie. You know what? I'm gonna be that guy, and we're gonna talk about it. Let's Why go. is this movie so mean? <laughs> oh my god! Every two seconds, someone is calling someone a faggot, or they're like, "That's gay." Or they. Uh, they or, yeah, like they're they were, but like also, okay. I, we try to talk about these movies in chronological order, but we I think I think because you brought that up, we should do a bit of a time jump here. What do you mean? Because there's a lot of like there's some very homophobic dialogue and things oh, yeah, exchange. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's let's just go into this whole thing right because, now. Let's but, just unpack because, this whole suitcase. Yeah, because we're there's not a getting, very weird overt sexuality suitcase we're going to unpack with this movie. Yeah, so get ready for this. We'll get back on track of the movie itself, but this is something that we want to talk about now because... Yes, okay, so... Yeah. Keeping... Okay, so we're we're about 20-ish minutes in the movie, I think, ish, and... We, we have our three main characters on a train, and they're going to their next country, which is... Uh, Slovakia. Slovakia, because also in that room with all the drugs, some dude in a tracksuit was like, no, 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 you want girls? You need to go to Slovak- Slovakia. Yeah. That, That's where it's at. And then he like, showed, like, pictures of girl. more girls, which, which he was in, and he covered his penis somehow. There's the whole thing. We never saw a dick in... Yep, plenty of, plenty of full frontal nudity from the women, but this little twink man is covered... Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, but um, uh, yeah, so and so they they get persuaded in, in, in Slovakia. In, like I was just saying, like there's literally, I think they say the word faggot like four times mm-hmm. in obviously derogatory use, and then also like the main character Paxton, like every two seconds he's like, "That's gay." We have roommates. That's gay. Well, how do we know what what they're don't <sighs> don't be retarded? Like, how do we know what we're saying? How do we know what they're saying if there's no subtitles? Which is already a problematic line because like you're not in fucking America that doesn't need to be in English. It shouldn't they, be in English. I, and then he yeah. says, "That's gay." Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Spoiler alert: I did not feel sympathetic for Paxton throughout this movie. It, if you had to guess, it, it, yeah. But um, but the other character we want to bring up here is Josh. Yeah, because Josh, I I thought Josh was going to be the central main character. The mm-hmm. way they were kind of playing him. Yeah. Uh, but that was not the case. But yeah, yeah go because on. just to kind of go in as chronological as we can for this. Yeah. Uh, we first we follow Josh first in the brothel, and he's like watching all the people have sex, like through the. Uh, oh yeah, we spotlight. definitely have to talk about this. Yeah, but like. Then eventually he gets his turn with a girl. Yep, and he's he, in a, he's in a private room by himself. The girls in there setting everything up nice. She's yeah. she's like uh, it's not. She's being she's being kind. She's like, being kind. I think, I, I a, think his friends maybe said like you know he's a bit nervous, bit shy, something a, like that. Yeah, there's, a, there's a whole big bed. She's she said something about like she was like doing something by the sink. Like she wasn't like trying to like fo- 
she very much was never going to force him or like be rough with him by the looks of it. Um, yeah. But like as she's like washing her hands or something, he just dips like Michael Gone. Myers. Gone. It fully it shows him in the doorway about to do it, and you, then she you, washes her hands, turns around, and gone. Never vanished. hear never hear footsteps. Like, like just full on like the end of the first Halloween. Michael Myers isn't on the ground anymore. In my Gone. head, I like heard the like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like when it happened. Um, um, but yeah, so basically, it's 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 kind of showing that he was too nervous to have yeah. sex with the girl. So I was thinking, like, oh, is he a virgin or I, is he? I was thinking, like, maybe sexual trauma or something. Sexual trauma. Like, yeah, yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking, like, oh, is he queer? Yeah, but then, like, again, later on, we're on the train, and then, like an old man joins them. Yeah, this guy's this this German man who is like on the phone, uh, is just kind of on the train, and he just pops a squat next to the three main characters because yeah. there was an open seat there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like, oh, sorry, hangs up the phone. Now he's talking in English yeah. to the characters. And, and he's talking about, like, the salad he's eating and, like, other, like, he's also talking about the woman in Slovakia, even though he has, like, a <laughs> wife and children. Yeah, he's just being, like, a fairly normal dude. Yeah, but then, I can't remember the context, but at one point he just kind of, like, slaps his hand down on Josh's he leg. Asked him, he asked him a question, and it was a very, like, it wasn't casual question yeah Yeah, it It wasn't wasn't anything crazy and he yeah he put his hand on his leg which i can understand being seen as like okay maybe don't touch me there but also like did it warrant a complete freak out yeah like Uh, he freaked the fuck out and and it was made clear in the scene that he freaked out because it was a male touching him that way like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't the fact that a person was touching him in that way. It was the fact that it was a guy touching him that way. Because, yeah. again, Which Paxton is like, you- oh, you faggot, you finally got groped, you finally got laid. And mm-hmm. because this dude barely touched his knee to, like, ask a question. Yeah, like, I, like honestly, it's a mistake even I would probably make if I was, like, talking to someone I just met. Like, yeah, if I, I, would, I theoretically I, I, could have... I'm a touchy-feely person, so yeah. I do that with my friends a lot. I don't know if I do it with a stranger, per se, but also European customs are much different than American customs. Yeah, so which, like, and, like, so, like, there's a lot to read there on, like, okay, a what... A lot it, to read, and so, yeah. I mean, he could have easily just been, like, hey, man, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that, end mm-hmm. of that, but no, he has to... He, like, mm-hmm. has a full-on, like, scene freak-out, yeah. and then I, I, like, turned to you, and I was like... Are they trying to set up this character's gay? Yeah, because, because he wouldn't sleep with the prostitute, and now he won't. Now yeah. he freaks out at the very first sign of a. Yeah, like these are all the, the because bullet check checklist mm-hmm. of closeted uh, characters. Because this old man is going to come back basically for the rest of the movie, but the next scene you see him back in, um, he like ba- he quite literally saves Josh from these criminal children oh my god the army of children the army of children we'll get back into that but just real quick he saves them from these literal gang kids they're literal children like 13 and under max 13's max age for any of them and there's a lot of them there's like literally 15 to 20 of these kids yeah maybe travel in herds yeah um, but but then he's like, oh, thanks for that. Uh, can I buy you a drink? They go into the bar and like they start talking more, and he apologizes for his freak on the train. And then Josh ends up touching his leg. Yeah. So I was like, I I thought for sure that was confirmation. I was like, oh, so they are setting up like a queer storyline yeah. here. And, I and guess. then I I looked it up online because I. Like I kind of don't remember the dialogue, and then I guess uh, because he asked him, he asked him like, "Are you okay?" And then yeah. put his hand on his leg or something. And then like, and it was the exact same way. It was framed the same way. Like it, it did a real close up of the knee grab, and it was like a very s- slow. I don't know. It yeah. was like um, it was clearly played in a weird way. And then again, from across the fucking bar, Baxton screams "faggot" at him as he's as he does this. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then like, I guess in another language, because I wasn't. 
I, I maybe I just wasn't paying attention or something. Mm-hmm. But in another language, I guess uh, they ended up did talking about their sexuality because okay, it was in another language. Yeah, because there's this movie at least on because Netflix how we watched it. Whenever they speak in a foreign language, it doesn't. There was no subtitles. There was no subtitles. There was no subtitles converting it. Literally just said speaking in German. We had subtitles speaking we had, in Dutch. Yeah, we had subtitles for the entire movie. But when they did switch languages, we had no idea what they're which saying. seems somewhat intentional. But at the same time, like I don't know, maybe. I, I mean, considering that again, we watched a movie with subtitles and we didn't get subtitles for those yeah, parts. True. Yeah. I would hope that that was intentional. Yeah. Um, or Netflix is just really fucked. I guess. Who knows? Um, but regardless, I looked it up and apparently they were talking about sexuality. Apparently he was also closeted and he had his wife and children because he felt he was supposed to, not mm-hmm. because he, that was what his heart desired. Um, mm-hmm. But so like they were at the end of the day they were kind of saying up that like he was someone struggling with his sexuality yeah which is so weird because it went nowhere it went nowhere and then because then also like 10 minutes later he ends up having sex with a woman yeah and seemingly enjoying it I don't know I mean it just seemed like like I mean, he was drugged by that point, but... Yeah, that, oh, that's true, he was drugged. And if he was drugged, he usually could have Yeah, that's true, hallucinated I forgot, I forgot or, that he was already drugged at that point. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's a weird setting for a random queer storyline like that, that like, kind of went nowhere, and with the movie that is so overtly homophobic 2000s dialogue at the beginning, mm-hmm. you would think that there'd be, like, some kind of payoff for that, but or, it literally well, just went nowhere. It, 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 it really, it, it, it went almost... And went almost the opposite of nowhere in a weird way. And like, I'll get, yeah. uh, because, and I'll get back into that in a second, but like, let's just get back on track with this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, um, these guys are trying to like have sex with ev- like every female in Europe, basically. Literally. Literally. Uh, because like, literally they were in a brothel. They weren't like only Ollie was paying and cause. Oh, I didn't catch that. I was yeah. wondering. There was a couple times at this movie. I was like, how are they? Where did they get the money for this? And then, okay, all, that all, Ollie was basically the benefactor for the trip. Gotcha. That's why they stayed with them. They were like, yeah, let's get him to say. Um, I think they had enough money to sur- like survive, but in terms of like going to brothel and or, doing like, all the crazy or, shit or, or doing yeah. like the, the crazy stuff, I think Ollie was basically paying for all of it. Got it. That makes sense. Um, which, cause like literally, um, there was like in the brothel scene, there was like, Josh opened the door because he had no idea what was going on because he had he thought someone was getting hurt and because apparently this twenty something year old man had no concept of BDSM. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then like because he hears like, hears a woman screaming and it sounds he does hear slapping. So mm-hmm. I was so he probably just assumed that the guy was getting too rough and just like hitting her and hurting mm-hmm. her. But then like you know she see he like looks in she's slapping him. It's like. Uh, you watch, you pay, and yeah, then like, like comes back later, and he's like, thing. "I pay, I pay," and he just goes in on this. Oh, Ollie! Yeah, uh, oh my God, Ollie, that was nuts. Ollie, and, then he, like, and he just drags Paxton with. Him. Oh yeah, like, like literally drags, like grabs him by the shirt collar and pulls him into the room, like, like almost like a Scooby Doo cartoon, like yeah. What? And then I'm now imagining a Scooby Doo sex scene with like all the doors. There's a lot of porn. Yeah, there's a. Uh, a lot of fucking sex in this movie. Just yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Like, literally, by the time we go back to the hostel, they're, like, locked out. They can't get in. Uh, well, the first hostel. There's, like, two hostels in this movie. Yeah, the very first one they're staying at is not like uh, harmful import- to them. Yeah, the, it's just a setting. But they can't get in. But then, all, but because they're causing noise, a bunch of people are waking up and, like, telling the Americans to fuck off. Oh, and, they're just telling them to fuck off. They're fully throwing bottles yeah, at them. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They're all throwing bottles on. And then, like, some guy's like, hey, up here, follow me. And, like, this is the guy that eventually is going to... Tell him to go to Slovakia. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. Uh, oh, so he, but like, I in this room, there's just another couple having sex while they're talking about other stuff. I get that, though. I've been in that position. What? Yeah, I get it. Some people just, Hold especially on. Europeans, people just don't really give a shit. Oh, you okay. I, I thought you said you've done that. Yeah. 
Wait. I've had sex while people are in the room and just kind of chilling. Like, I don't give a fuck. If it, the situation's right, like, I'm not going to just start... Like, if there's consent and it's all understood, like, yeah, but... Usually it's in, like... I've only ever been in that way in, like, a group sex scenario. So, like, all of us were fucking and then two of us kind of branch off and we're all doing our own thing. Oh, okay, I got And the it. other people are chilling. I... Uh, okay. I've uh, also been walked in on so many times that I'm just like, whatever. You watch, you pay. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get the girl. I, I identify most with the dominatrix in this movie. <laughs> I... Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're really trying to drive home the overly sexual uh, tones and like yeah, which drive again, these again, kind of college kids. Which again, whatever. it kind of comes back later. Um, that's kind of a plot that's going nowhere too. Is that they're college kids on like vacation? One uh, of were they college kids? Though? Yeah, because one of them. Passed, oh yeah, because made a line about, about passing the bar, so he's going right, to law that's school. Right, that's and right. then I don't know what it didn't. I don't remember if it said what Josh mm-hmm. was studying, but he said something about writing a thesis. So yeah, they were definitely college students. Okay. Right. Um. But yeah, so we're just gonna speed run this a bit more. But basically, they meet this guy with like a mole on his lip, who's like, "Oh, the hottest girls are in Slovakia." Look oh, at also, all we can't zoom past the uh, scene on the TV of Quentin Tarantino. Oh yes. Off. Wait, you what? Know? Oh, you. Uh, I'm sorry. The scene of Pulp Fiction, Tarantino oh. jerking himself off <laughs> like, in the movie. I, was, I think Quentin. I remember Quentin Tarantino jerking off on screen. Oh yeah, he's he's pulping his fiction. He there's they there's a pan past a television. Yeah, that's by, playing the ta- Pulp Fiction. By, by, by the time they get to the Slovakian hostel, there wasn't enough feet in this movie. There so was not enough feet, like, so they had to uh, Tarantino had to find other ways to get yeah, himself off. Yeah, and so off. he got <laughs> he, yeah Tarantino basically was like, okay, I will help you with this movie, Eli, but you have to let me play Pulp Fiction on one of your TVs. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, sure, bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got that scene. It was there was no feet though. That was it was the uh, the only the, feet. Uh, it was like, the righteous man speech that was on screen. What the path of the righteous man that Sam Jackson says? That was what was on screen. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about the only feet I can remember in this movie. I mean, it wasn't a Tarantino movie. It was an Eli Roth movie with Tarantino's help. But mm-hmm. there was one scene of feet when they're like cutting that girl's toes off. Yeah, that was a very overt feat. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it though. <laughs> to tor- uh, that was that was just for Quentin. That a specific scene was. Yeah, just he was Quentin. on set that day <laughs> for the for filming. He, he was the one clipping the girl's toes off. Yeah. That would actually be a great Tarantino cameo if he was one of the torturers. If he was one of the torturers, yeah. That would have been, been great, funny. honestly. Maybe he was, and we just didn't notice. Maybe. There, Maybe. Yeah, there was. Okay. I wasn't well, paying too much attention to and, all and of a lot, them. And a good number of them were wearing masks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're in the hostel. They're checking in. And literally, it's like, okay, and uh, you will have roommates. And then Bax is, like, gay. Uh. Uh, and then we get to the room, and we just get more overt female girls just getting dressed female girls yes boobs and ass yep and then and they're the roommates they're the roommates and they're like we're going to the spa care to join us yeah you should come which is like also like again for a movie and situation that was so setting up such casual nudity why get dressed just to get nude again I don't know I guess for the walk down there I I guess but it's like I don't know it's just I didn't even think about that yeah but yeah, they go to the then it, then it trans then it goes to them to the transitions to them at the spa because they're like oh spa and like we were mentioning earlier, so much female nudity. There are literally naked ass women walking around. We, but we, of we, course, we, every single dude has a long towel on. Yeah, and we, the only time we ever saw ma- male ass was Ollie's, and he drew a face on it mm-hmm. for a fucking like prank or something. Yeah, so it's of course a joke. Yeah, um, so it just it felt it, it felt a little. Sexist in that regard, definitely. Like, um, ugh, like, just so annoying. Yeah. Um. But 
basically they meet these two girls, uh, not Naladia, not N- uh, the one's name is Svetlana, Svetlana, and, and, and the other one's name is oh, it might have been Nadia. Natalia, Natalia, was That's it Natalia? It was Natalia. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think it was. I think they shortened uh, the other the other girl to just Lana, though. Yeah, um, some, yeah, that's a common nickname for Svetlana. Yeah, but basically, uh, you know, this... Oh, I can go through my notes real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just kind of going through all this. Oh, and also, pretty quickly from this, uh, from the spa scene onward, they set Ollie up as the king of swing, or the king of the swing. Yeah, that's something that went absolutely Which nowhere. Why did like, they call him that like ten times? I don't know. Uh, just, like... Like, I was like, is he gonna die in a swing or something? Like, is it gonna come back somehow? Nope. Sure didn't. Show didn't. No, and it's like, was he, like, is he, like, cause he, like, I also, and uh, Ollie mentioned that he had a daughter as well, and, like, I don't think, I think he and his wife got divorced? Or... Yeah, he said he was married for, like, eight years. Yeah, he was married eight years, and it's like, okay... The other guy was the one who said he was he divorced. Is he a kid of swing because he's a swinger? He just go like, does he just... Con- is Maybe, he, does he, who Like, there's a reason he got divorced just because all he did was cheat? Who knows? Like, just very, again, odd thing that went nowhere that... Yeah, so they're in a spot. It's kind of just character development. They're just talking. Yeah. The two girls' roommates are introducing themselves and having conversation with the t- our main characters, mm-hmm. and... It's really just exposition. There's nothing too special about it because the next scene is them in a nightclub bar or whatever yeah, you want to call it. With the most 2000, early Screaming 2000s. Screaming. Early 2000s clothes, Epitome dancing. of 2000s. Bright colors, weird form-fitting clothes, low-rise jeans. Like, it's just... Like, very plain dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dancing... Very, like, people are... Both feet are, like, glued to the ground and the left shoulder is, like, swaying. That's yeah. it. That's the dancing. Yeah, like, basically. It's, it's not good. And even though those were the frisky girls uh, yeah it's, uh, it's very 2000s but yeah um and then i guess uh also this is where drugs start getting involved mm-hmm. um at least initially but i guess uh josh needs some air and so he goes outside and like he goes and they weren't like they took the drugs willingly yeah that, the, the first time it took them willingly natalia like put it in paxton's mouth and then svetlana put one in her mouth and then made out with Josh and to like put it in tra- yeah and like put it in his mouth while they were kissing. Yeah. Which um, interesting way to interest roofie someone. It, it, Not, I can't say I've seen that done in a movie. Yeah, but like um eventually Josh just like needs to get some air, take a break, whatever. Right. Goes outside. And that's where we meet the kids. Uh wait, we missed the guy opening the club so ominously. The door. Like oh, he, that's right. He, a yeah, guy, yeah. he doesn't just go out the back exit. A guy physically lets him out, opens the door super slowly, and then after he's outside breathing, closes it <laughs> just as slow while staring at him. Full like, eye contact. I was like, what? Why? Like, because it, it's not focused on him. He's just in the background doing that. Like, I, I should do that, that at work just... sometime. Just in my uniform, just yeah, stare just... at people, <sighs> closing the opening doors. Um, but but yes, we were uh, we children. We finally meet this gang of children again, thirteen years old Max, and they're like Dala, and like because they like want his cigarette or something. It's like, aren't you a little young or whatever? Yeah, they want. They're and like they're trying to. And they're fully robbing him. They're making them. They were which, they, honestly twenty kids like. You can be as strong as you want. 20 little bodies coming at you yeah. that have no remorse or guilt, little sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> like, those kids have direct access to your ankles. Like, they are, which that's going to come back into play later in terms of the podcast, not for the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, but just holy, like, 
I was not expecting children to be so intimidating and like so so much of an element in this movie. Yeah, because there's so many of them. It's not three or four. It is literally like, like 20 it, children. It, it is like these kids. Like, like to ha- emphasize how many there are, whenever they gather, there's physically not enough room in whatever set alleyway they're in. There are, so like there, no so matter, they'll stand yeah. on cars. They'll like they, they approach from both sides. They're basically so they crawling on the ceiling. Yes, there are so many children. It's the entire gang. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, fucking... Um, but yeah, so they're fully robbing him. Yeah, and then, uh, that's where Old Man comes in for the save, and then we have that The Old Man from the Train, who is also doing the weird sexual storyline that does not need to be in this movie. Yeah, and then we got that whole scene going on, uh, with the sexuality, but we already kind of discussed that, so, Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of jump, uh, to them have, uh, they have sex with the girls, they're like, nailed it, whatever. Well, yeah, and he's like, oh, well, well, the guy comes in for the save and he buys him a drink, too. That's right, yeah. Because that that is important for later, I guess. They have a little conversation, that's probably where they have the German conversation about Mm -hmm. sexuality, I guess. Yeah. And then I literally wrote down, if one and more of these motherfuckers call something gay one more time, I'm gonna have an aneurysm! Uh, And then, like, five minutes later, uh, Paxton said something. Uh, but... Also, the character of Josh mm-hmm. says what I'm thinking so much, which I appreciate. I forget exactly what made me write that, but I'm like... You sympathize with him, like, a lot. No, no, no. It's just the fact that, like, he would... I would be like, why are they doing this? And then Josh would be like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, Josh says what um, I'm thinking. But, like, basically, I think the next scene after this is, like, they're just, like, chilling around town. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're looking for Ollie because by this point Ollie's already gone. Oh yes, so they they take the they take the women back. They have sex with them, and then uh, they wake up the next morning. The women are gone. They're in separate beds. They feel they feel good, I guess, because they had a fun night last night. But yeah. Ollie is gone. Only Ollie is gone. And uh, Josh is um, con- Josh is kind of concerned, but Paxton's probably like, oh, he's probably mm-hmm. he probably just took a girl home or yeah. is you and, know plays and, it off. And like and by this point, Ollie like uh, Paxton is like trying to establish like you know we never we started this trip never really needing him he always came with us along the way yeah we don't like, really know it, him Oli is not a long term friend like Josh and Paxton are he's yeah. some, literally someone they found along the way yeah so it's and like have known for like and so, an and so Paxton's time, already kind of like just whoever. like like over it like he, he's like he was a bit concerned as well but at the end of the day, he understands like I'm not emotionally connected to this man yeah so, but then so jo- Josh uh, Paxton kind of convinces him like but even then Josh we'll see him later like Josh still very much worries yeah. he kind of has a nervous tick and so because like he, despite that he's someone who cares he wants to make sure he knows where everyone's gone has been before yeah, having... he's, he's the one that's why I thought they were playing him to be the main character because he's the None of these characters are really well, and that's, that sympathetic, that's actually but kinda, he's the most and that's actually And that's them. actually why I kind of like the character developing, because we'll get into it a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, he ends up wanting to leave a note for Ollie on the front desk in yeah. case he did come back. Yes, like something about Call Me or yeah. Meet Us somewhere. And then throughout the rest of the movie, he, they leave several more notes for him. Or oh, jo- Josh leaves several more I notes saw, for him. I saw the one at the front desk, but I forgot about the other notes. There was like... Uh, there's only one more note I think we saw speci- uh, specifically given, but like there was like a stack of like four, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like they kind of established that, but then they go uh, out like looking for him in the town, and uh, we also get this weird thing about Paxton saying that he like lost a childhood friend or like he saw like a little girl drown at like yeah, eight years that old. went nowhere. Chekhov's uh, drowning, I guess. I don't Check know. drowning. Yeah, like, that was weird. Like, he just completely opened up about this time he saw a little girl drown. Yeah, and... In front of her mom. Like, what? Like, like it was so random. It went absolutely nowhere. It did not come back later, I, I, I think, think. I think it kind of did. Like, did, kinda, did he mention, it, like, the girl's, like, screaming, or, like, he did he say, like, he just didn't do anything? 
Did, or did he say something along those lines? I don't even remember. He said it was... He was just unpacking trauma, but it didn't... It was a very weird dialogue I, that that just felt super out of place. Because they're literally just walking down an alley and he just, I th- cause now he that just he brings brought, it up. Because now that we actually bring him back, I actually think it did come back in a okay. subtle way. Yeah, well, but like, I, I think I know what you're talking about too, but like... Does why? it... Why? Yeah. Why? I, I think they're trying to give some humanity points to him, even Maybe. though he was being a homophobic shit. Yeah. Um, but... Misogynist, uh, homophobic shit. But yeah, basically, they see a dude with uh, Ollie's jacket on, and so they're like, like Ollie! And they like start chasing after him. That also went nowhere. It kind of did. Well, well, I, I, all right. There's a, this movie is very unique in that there's a lot of things that you could argue went nowhere, but also did go somewhere. You, you have to put the pieces together. You have to yourself. put a lot of pieces together, and even then you're kind of stretching. Yeah, which I hate. I wish it was like a like, little bit more like, like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like, but then it's like, like it's all stretching. Like if Eli Roth was in the room with us, because he did, he wrote and directed. Like he, right. he had the full plan for this movie. Right, right, right. So I feel if like if I could hear it from his mouth, I would feel more comfort knowing that right. was the plan. Yeah. But... Maybe maybe there's a longer version of this movie, and the cuts kind of maybe took away some. I mean, of the if, it's, if, if it's Eli, if it's Eli Roth, there probably is like an uncut version that's out there that has like thirty minutes of extra stuff. Probably, but um, but yeah, and so they chase this guy down into a torture museum. Yeah, which literally like museum a, like torture, a, a mu- like medieval museum torture, yep. which has the best ticket stamper on the planet. Facts, I've never seen something this fucking cool. In order, it's not just a simple hole punch. It's not. An electronic thing. In order for you the like tickets it. to be punched at this museum, a dude in a like executioner but, costume pulls out a little mini desk sized <laughs> guillotine, guillotine and, and chops, like, your chops t- the ticket in half. Absolutely amazing. Like, Where can I fucking like, get one? Like, like I am fully prepared. Evan, you and I should absolutely find out if this is a real place and just go to it. Yeah, just for that alone. Like, like we don't even need to see the museum. We just need to get our tickets punched by the gate <laughs> and we can leave. We just buy our tickets, go to the puncher, get them stamped or cut, like, beheaded. Then we just leave. The guy's like, what the yep. fuck? Uh, yep. I'm not sure what made me write this, but this is also the point in the movie where I put together that the dude who told them to go east is probably, like... In on uh, it. it Somewhat of a villain, yeah, part, def- part, definitely part, in on it. Part like, of the operation. Part of the operation in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what made me think that, but that's just when I had that synapse fire. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, and then we're kind of going uh, through. They end up not finding him. The guy that they uh, they jack the guy with the jacket on says, "No, this is my jacket," and gives like a weird smile and leaves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking like, oh, he probably killed him and took the jacket, but like. Also, like, I mean, they don't really show that guy ever again. I don't think. Yeah, and by this, and then also around this time, um, yeah, it is around this time. uh, Basically, they had got um, there was another Japanese girl in this movie, and Mm -hmm. uh, she and her Japanese friend were also touristing, um, and like stops the guy and it's like, uh, "This is my friend and your friend." And then they have like the uh, the uh, Ollie and uh, this other Japanese girl uh, with like Japanese. It says "Sayonara." Goodbye. Yep. yep. Um, and it, they're like, it's just a like a selfie of them, like plain and, face, standing behind like a very fake looking background. Yeah, but there is like a very visible. I think it's a smokestack from a factory, mm-hmm. and so which definitely is going to be used later to like because it's like imagine them in a dimly lit like wooded background and then mm-hmm. a bright orange smokestack behind them. Like it's yeah. very clear that like it's a distinguishing mark for which, the sense of which what this I, photo I is. Thought the, that's something I thought was going to go somewhere. Is that like we'd see the 
place, like, or like a guy be like, wait, he did. That's- he did. did? Yeah, there was a scene where Josh had the picture on his phone because remember he was like, can you send this picture to my phone? Oh, that's and he right. was like walking in the woods and then he saw this one oh, saying this and then like yeah, right, held up right. the phone and went, oh, yep, that's the same place. Okay, I completely forgot about that. It was a real quick thing. It was only like three seconds. Okay. Um, You're probably writing. That's probably what was happening, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, but then they get another message of just Josh saying, I go now or something or. I go home. I go home. That's and, right. Yeah, and it was and a, it was like just his head in, a, in like a very dark background, like no distinguishing yeah. background features. And it was it was a very low angle, so I didn't necessarily think that he was going to be decapitated, but I definitely knew he was dead. I was yeah. like, "That's a dead man for and that, sure." And then the camera cuts to the guy that took the picture. It was one. It was a torturer and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie was dead and beheaded. Yep, his and, head was on like a spike. And like as he was like on the phone, like just like closing up, he's whistling, and then he goes over to he's whistling the whistle from the opening credits. Yes, and then he goes over to uh, the girl to like start messing with her, and then we get the Quentin Tarantino foot fetish toe chop. Yep, we um, see. Although it cuts right before the snap, it, yeah, like, it, to, it, it's it, just it, a really it, long it, shot it, of a paint and toenail, it, and then it, it match cuts to uh, toenails being clipped. Yes, 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 to the to the friends toenails being yes. clipped. I think which I. I also found it a bit weird simply because of the fact that like we get a lot more on gore on on screen gore later on in the film. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a budget thing. I'm not sure. Yep. Um, but I, I thought it was fun. Yep. Um, so now we go to uh, the next. Was it a party again? Yeah. So basically, um, by this point, I think they've resigned on looking for Ollie. Yeah. They're like he fucked off. Yeah. Whatever he did with it. Oh I, yeah, because Paxton even gives a dialogue about how like he's like, I mean, we just picked him up. Maybe that. I mean, that's just how people do yeah. it out here. They and, just and, hop and, country and, to and country and with people ba- and then dip. And then basically, they, uh, they said at this point, it's like, okay, we either have sex with these girls again and go to Barcelona, or we just don't have sex and go to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. He does say that. Yeah, and so that's kind of like the thing to get Josh to like, go with Paxton with Natalia and mm-hmm. Lana back yep. into like the next party. Yep. Um, They're drugged again. They, they get, except this time it's more hardcore drugs, I think. Yeah, I think this was a legit roofie. The, the first the time first one was like Molly just, or like I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it was some kind of like party drug. It wasn't yeah. like a, this one is like, you up th- th- drug. This, this one, one is like, this, probably to get their trust. Yeah. So they would take these roofies, probably. Yeah. And then this one is like, okay, we are going to take advantage of you drugs. And I also wrote down here, are these two roommate girls... In on the it. one guy's daughter. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. we had the daughter thing. So yeah. I was like, oh, is this going to be the daughter? Mm-hmm. Nope. No, that went nowhere. <laughs> nope. That went nowhere. Um, but uh, eventually, Josh uh, feels it hard. Feels he, it hard. He, 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 he can feel out. it coming on. Very he, classic movie depiction of when someone mm-hmm. gets drugged. Uh, and, they start feeling. And then basically, he gets kidnapped, taken to wherever he goes. Yeah, he passes out, wakes up somewhere mm-hmm. else in a strange location. Um, whereas, and Paxson does not meet the same fate because he basically. Which like, is weird? Accidental question mark? I don't know. I, it's, Did it's, they just neglect to find him? I think the girls just needed to get them drugged and then like someone else would have taken them. Yes. But I think he took he, it, but I think something happened. He where got he, locked in a bathroom. No, it was like a storage closet. Or a storage closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a, a, a an employee came out of the closet wearing, or not wearing, uh, holding like a, like it looked like a dish tub. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like a, a case a of box, bottles or something. Something like that. And then I guess the door locked behind him as, um... Paxton went in, yeah, because he gets locked, and, in and that kind yeah. of like spares him his fate for a bit mm-hmm. because um, no one knew where he was by that point. Yes. But Josh wakes up and he is in a strange location, naked, tied to a chair. But of course, he's got his underwear on, because right? 
we ain't showing dick in this movie, obviously. Apparently not, yeah. Um, and then we get our whistling. We realize... Yep, we hear whistling again. We realize that he's in the torturer's chamber. Yep. And this is where it is revealed to be the old man from the train and it the bar. It is. And, yeah, it's not even, like, trying to shy away from it. He's literally just wearing, like, a face mask. Like, yeah. he's very COVID-friendly. Mm-hmm. And, um... That's it. There's nothing really disguising yeah. his identity. He, he, and then he, like, right away just starts torturing him, drilling into him, cutting him up. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. My favorite and the funniest line of dialogue was said during this scene. Wait, what was it? So Josh is like, it's kind of scary. But this is why this movie takes me out. Because this, at first I was like, wow, this is really scary. Because he's in the chair, tied up, handcuffed to the chair, and he clearly sees that... a all these torture instruments and this guy's coming at him and the whole time he's like what the fuck's going on who are you who are you why are you doing this and the guy's seeing nothing, nothing. and i'm like that's pretty fucking terrifying like yeah. just some dude completely torturing you while being silent yeah. like no explanation like it's just like happening. Just, just going for it and yeah going for it and he comes at him with a, a drill so and he's like and he knows josh knows he's like that drill's obviously about to go into me yeah. in a place that I, it shouldn't yeah so he's like begging for his life and the guy's saying nothing yeah but then this stupid dialogue takes me out he goes he goes i have money i'll pay you and i swear to god in this order he says i'll give you 10 times two times what you want i swear to god i wrote it down i swear to god that was an exact (laughs) quote i will put that quote in this podcast he goes i will give you 10 times two times what you want i was paying attention to the subtitles to make sure I, i heard that right like it was and i'm like what? I was, I, I, was, I was just so caught off by That's it. not the negotiating tactic. <laughs> Never go down with the money. Yeah. And uh, the guy drills into him anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, like, basically, um, my favorite bit from this, though, was, like, it's, like, we're already kind of, like, getting some gore right off the bat with mm-hmm. this but like it's like it, if you've seen the movie hellraiser yeah it's almost the exact same style in terms of like for example you never saw the hooks go into like his body it would be a zoom it was like a zoom in on like just zoom. like a wall of flesh and he saw the drill going that way yeah 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 and it would cut back and then there was a hole which is so weird because hellraiser 1987 okay makes sense that's how they're going to do practical effects but this is 2005 yeah like, Girl, like you can think and, of a better way to show and, that and then later on in the movie we get much more in-depth practical effects. Yeah, so it was kind of weird. It, it was a bit odd, um, but and but then again, then there's a lot of off-screen stuff, and you're like, okay, wait, what's going on off-screen? I like the off-screen bit here in particular because it wasn't... Oh, yeah, because you hear a slice. You hear slicing and, uh, going on, you're not sure what's happening, you just know he's in pain. Yeah, it's kind of like um, the scene in the first Scream, Stephen Orth's death in the beginning. You yeah. just hear all that ripping, and you yeah, don't really and see... Yeah. yeah, and you don't really see what's happening, and then it kind of cuts to him, and his guts are out. Yeah. Um, but I liked it here because, again, you have no idea what's really going on. You just see him screaming pain. It's like, okay, that's weird. Um, but then out of nowhere, he's just like, uh, he, un- he, unco- he unhandcuffs him, opens the door and says, you're free to go. Well, because he was like, I just want to go. I just want to yeah. go. And, and then says, the okay. doctor torturer uh, man to- was like, oh, you just want to go. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, uh, it's like. It's like he go and then Josh goes to stand up, and that's when we get cut to his ankles, yeah. slices Achilles tendons, yep. and we see the full, full like yep. gore of ripping. his ankles ripping open as he collapses to the ground because he can't walk anymore. Yep, and pain, girl, pain. And I'm like, I'm like both Achilles. That gone. like that was. Mm. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good. That, that was, was a good gore scene. I like that. That, that was a good gore. That scene. was he's, one of the scenes I liked. Cra- and he's crying over, and then uh, the uh, you know old man gets in his way. He then, again, at, b- tries to bribe him with money, 
Uh, which is like, okay, bro, if it didn't work the first time, I don't, and like, he's very clearly being sadist about oh, this. Oh, when you lowball. When you lowball, yeah. Uh, and when you lowball your torture and, captor. And then he gets killed off screen by like a piece of glass or something. I'm not sure what killed him. I don't know. I, it was, yeah. He like shoved his body like into something it looked like. Because we like had a mirror of like him like standing over him, like holding his yeah. by his hair. And then like shoved him into it. Like uh in Halloween Kills, spoiler for Halloween Kills, uh that that's a pretty recent movie, so you know, skip ahead like thirty seconds if you don't want a death spoil for you in that movie. Yeah. Uh the boyfriend, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, it kinda gets Lonnie's called. kid, he's yeah. in the house, and then Michael kinda shoves him up in the staircase banter and then down. Yeah. That's kinda what this was. Yeah, kind of. Except this was off screen, so we didn't really have a guaranteed way of knowing what happened specifically. Yeah, it was kinda weird. It was um, it was a very quick cut. Yeah. Um and spoiler for Halloween kills. Yes. Uh but obviously by this point now. Josh is gone, Paxton, and, and, like, they, like, there's no note. And this is, again, kind of, like, why I liked how this kind of came back, is that, like, they show Josh as being, like, this caring, reserved character that's, like, trying to make sure he has all of his eggs, like, counted. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't come back here, because obviously he's dead, he's basically dead now. Right. Um, but Paxton is like, no, he's the responsible one, he wouldn't just leave. Yeah, that's how. And and these two actually have a bond. These and, are and, actual and, and, friends. And these two actually have a bond. And like he just knows that like he's th- like this, something's this, up. He th- wouldn't just disappear. This man is trying to leave notes and like keep accounts for uh, essentially a a stranger. Yeah, like that they happen to know, like just pick up along their way backpacking. Right. Like like he would leave a note for his best friend mm-hmm. that he actually like, yeah he wouldn't just up and leave and be like yeah, yeah like he, he knows something and up so for i sure. thought that was some like that was some character development that came into play in a very unique way that mm-hmm. i thought and i kind of like that okay yeah um, i see versus just like what you're versus him just being like no he's my best friend you know like here yeah yeah cuz yeah. he's cuz he's like he knows his friend well enough that he's not just a friend who would just fuck off he right. is the friend that is responsible yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, cuz like he like you know if it's the other way around Josh would probably have, like, if it was, like, Paxton got captured, captured for it, Josh mm-hmm. would probably be like, yeah, Paxton would probably do that. He's pretty irresponsible like that. Mm-hmm. And we see it still be in the clueless. But, like, here right. we actually have, like, someone to, like, be able to be suspicious. Yeah. Um, and so, like, now he's kind of, like, on hunts, trying to figure out what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, he's, like, is... walking. We get a very, very odd use of the, like, apparition down a hallway trope that you see in horror movies Oh, yeah, a lot. with the girl. Obviously, this wasn't a supernatural movie. It wasn't a real cause, apparition, cause, but cause still. Because now, now he's looking for uh, the girls, Natalia and Lana. Yeah, he's just trying to find his friend, trying to find anything. Oh, yeah. Because, because um, again, he also knew something was up because he goes back to like their room, I think. And oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, because this is where we, the audience, really start to see how the bigger scale of messed up that this is. Yeah, like how organized this whole operation is. Because Paxton goes back to the hotel and the, the hostel. Front, get it right. Yeah, I'm sorry, the hostel. And the front desk manager says that he's already checked out. He's mm-hmm. like, and we we cleaned your bags out. Like you're gone. This yeah. is not your hotel room anymore. And then he's like, no, I did not check out. Like, that's wrong. Probably because... They assumed he was dead. They assumed he was dead or, like, you like know. that the operation had been carried out. But unbeknownst to them, it didn't. So he goes up to the room. The guy eventually gives him the key to the exact same room, which is which, 237 from the, sh- the Shining reference. Yeah. And he uh, takes him up there. Or uh, he gets the key to goes back up there and he sees the women changing. This is what I was talking it, about earlier with butt ass naked. But they do it, not need to be, it, but whatever. But that's again where it kind of gets weird. And like, do they was it needed to be here? Because they got they got re, they redress themselves like basically exact, it was the exact same clothing. Exact no, same, I'm just saying, but exact like, same positions as well. Like in terms of like how they put it back on as well. Yeah, like, true. Choreographed the exact same way. Yeah, it was. And very then similar. as they left, like, oh, where uh, where are your roommates? We're going to the spa. Care to join? So the exact same dialogue as Natalia. Same delivery. Yeah, these are two different women who yeah. look similar. Like they, one, they, blonde, they, one blonde, one blonde. The exact same clothes. 
But, like, they are different girls. They are different human beings. Yes, yes, yes. And so that's... And it obviously, Paxton's like, what the fuck? And that's where we, the audience, kind of start to see, okay, this is, like, yeah. a big and, like, operation. Again, like, was, like, was that almost intentional nudity in a, in a weird way? I guess you could I don't think so. I'm just arguing that, like, they did not need to be butt-ass yeah, naked that's for that true, scene. That's like, true. it could have just been them pulling the pants above the cheeks or something. You know like, what I mean? You could still, like, be... still choreograph in a way that was identical and recognizable, yeah, but not, like, they did not require nudity. Like, the, the reason there was nudity in that scene was because a male director was like, I want the girls to be naked for this scene. Yeah. Like, there did not need to be. Yeah, e- Eli, just the horny son of a bitch. I guess, yeah. Um... Um, but then, yeah, so, uh, I, he, it, and the apparition thing, you know what I'm talking about, like, yeah. the characters looking down the end of, like, a, a, a hallway, hallway, and then where the hallway ends, and there's, like, a T with whatever environment, yeah. uh, a person, like, whether it's a bedroom in a hallway or an outdoor setting like mm-hmm. this one, a character just, just very slowly walks by, like, v- enter, yeah. enter frame, exit frame, yeah. and, like, I was like, that was weird. Like, yeah. that was an odd. So, and, and it's the, it's uh, Natalia. So he, Paxton mm-hmm. runs after her and is like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come back. You got some splaining to do. And then also, this is something that I thought kind of went nowhere, was that, like, uh, Natalia and Lana both look not as good as they did at the hostel themselves. Like, well, yeah. So he, meet, he meets up with her outside and then he, they meet, like, they meet, she, like, at, like, a pub or something. Yeah. And then he takes. No, they. I they, think we're doing a. What? He sees I think the, you're skipping ahead because he sees her outside. Yes, remember, and he chases after her, and but Natalia's already sitting at the thing with the, uh, Lana. I think that's later because a lot happens before then, Wait, doesn't it? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, that's much later because that's when he leaves. Okay, wait, that's what? much much later. Right now, she's just outside. Okay, then you just walk me through. Yeah, All and right. then um, I forget what happens next, but next he encounters the kids. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's so right. That's I, I right, forget that's exactly. Right. I forgot the kids part two because uh, Svetlana was the, like, "Like, where's the, my friend?" He's like, "He told me. To, he told me to tell you he's gone." That's right. Yes. Um. And then like the kids took his phone. He chased after him, and he yeah. starts. He just because this is where he's, this is yeah. where he like starts looking for the factory and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, the kids, the army of children show up again, and they fully fucking rob like mug him again. Yeah. And this is because I, I wrote down Chekhov's choking because he, he fights he, back. He the fi- herd. He fights back a herd, steal basically just takes a child, throws him on the ground, and starts choking. Well, them. I thought it was the kid who got his phone. He was just yeah. trying to get his phone back, but no, he just he, he grabbed. He one just at wanted random. to choke a child. Yeah, and starts choking the kid. Just, like he was about to kill him. There's very there close pure, to killing the kid. There's just pure maliciousness in this. Yeah, and like, is this where you're talking about where the the drowning child might come back? Yeah, because he like sees what he's doing and like sees the child choking, but, kinda, the, the, but then, like and has this look in his face where he's like, oh fuck, what am I doing? And then yeah. gets off and, and the like, kid runs away. Like I can't do this. Yeah, but then I think it comes back in one more scene after this and i think oh okay okay because yeah. Um, yeah that that happens and then um then we get the girl oh okay okay i'm sorry i just read my notes wrong so that happens then he meets the girl okay. in the weird apparition scene who then takes him to the pub where they okay. look real strung out yes because so, they they look like drug addicts yeah they look real strung out and like the movie makes them look like that like because yeah. obviously they're very pretty very seductive now they're like red in the face they have bags under their eyes and the way they're like their hair is very hairs unkempt the way they're sitting at this pub like they're leaned up against they, they the look booth. like they're coming down from something yeah and they and it's not alcohol like yeah. alcohol doesn't do that even if you're hungover like you don't look like that like they mm-hmm. looked like they were like out of it yeah um so they probably were drug users but that didn't really go anywhere i, I mean it kind of did but it also kind of didn't it's hard to say hard to say yeah again we need we need eli roth on the show <laughs> uh and so then he's like, where are my friends? And uh, Svetlana and Natalia are like, 
toying with him because they're like, oh, they he told me to tell you they're going, that he left or whatever. And he's like, that's bullshit. And they're like speaking in a foreign language. And there's also some random dude at the table who yeah. has not been shown in the movie yet so far, but it's just some guy yeah. chilling with um, he ends up driving, the girls. The, he ends up driving them to where they mm, go after So, that, yeah, but. finally he's like, no, take me to my friend. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll take you. They're at an art exhibit. Yeah. And uh, they get in the car. And <laughs> there's a scene in this car where uh natalia is like you want some gum and he's like no nah, i don't want any gum and then the driver of the car pulls, pulls out, out this obnoxious sh- like garbage bag filled with bubble gum individually wrapped pieces what, of bubble gum. which is again like what the fuck and the, what's worse is it comes back it comes back and this is not something i ever would have thought came back it was just something i saw and was like i would have never expected this to come back i just i just thought it was a weird one-off scene i even wrote down crazy bag of gum yeah just what the fuck um but they get to the warehouse and i'm obsessed with the girl's coat <laughs> it's like brown it's got white fur i love it yeah and then this is also come where we start learning like how this operation kind of works because and mm-hmm. like an older japanese man leaves and he's like got eyeglasses on covering up yeah hiding and, hiding his identity and it's like be ca- like be careful in there why it's like because you will Spend, you'll spend all your money in there. Yeah, you'll spend all your money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, odd. And then we go, and then we get to a ticket, another ticket stamping go- kind of guy. I'm like, oh my god, is the guillotine coming back? Yeah, no, I was, it wasn't. I, I was really, it didn't, unfortunately. It didn't. But it, it kind of, well, thematically, it kind of didn't. This is also where we're going to start seeing some parallel, but I'll get back into that in a second. Right. Um, But basically, it's like, how much? And it says, for you, free. Uh, Which is less like, ominous and also this is like such an abandoned but fuck nowhere creepy as hell warehouse and like this dude just keeps going absolutely like i don't know how many red flags you need to see before you have to bail out of something oh yeah this place is sketch dude like it is it's, first of all, it looks like an abandoned building. Like, there's literally debris everywhere. Like, abandoned factory. No like, signs. Garbage everywhere. Garbage like, everywhere. rusted. Like, you'll be, you'll be lucky to not get tetanus leaving this place, basically, is what we're trying to say. Like, like, ima- like the word rust encapsulates this entire setting. Right. Um, and, again, just keeps going, and then goes into the hallway, goes into the ground, we, you know, now they're in the torture area, and we see the old man working on a body that we, I thought was Josh's, but then Josh's it body... It might have been, it's hard to tell. Josh's body, is, Josh's body does come back later. Yeah. But as for this particular scene, I'm not sure if this is it or not, but it is the old man working on this particular corpse, mm-hmm. and this is where, you know, uh, Paxton's like, what the fuck? Like, you poor... Yeah, he and, sees, like, crazy shit going yeah, on. And, and I then... love how this delivery was just, like, um, like, you're my bitch. Yeah, because she's like, I paid a lot, or I get a lot of money for you. Yeah, so I'm not your bitch. You're my bitch. Yeah, that was a really good delivery, and then uh, two goons come and just t- take Josh uh, Paxton. And we get, like, this, like, mini monster, like, as he's been taken to, like, his own torture room, we realize just how big this operation is, because, like, each room has a different torturer and pe- person being tortured in their own unique way. Yep. And, like, this is the kind of scene that, like, when I, like, I said earlier at the beginning of this that, like, I almost kind of liked this more than Saul. This is the scene that kind of made me like it. Okay, just because there's a lot more going on. Just because I felt I like guess. there's a lot more going on. And, like, this is, like, a scene, like, this is kind of, like, a scene where, like, this world kind of opened for me. Okay. And yeah, this is kind of, like, a start putting everything together scene. Uh, p- putting everything together and kind of, like, realizing the weight of how this works. And, mm-hmm. like, I 
I liked it. I I just kind of liked how. I didn't, yeah, I didn't hate. I didn't hate this. Yeah, you know, like it, was it made the, sense. Like it was disturbing. It was uncanny, but it was mm-hmm. also like interesting. I wanted to sort of see more. I wanted to learn I, more. I think for me, actually, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save. I'm gonna pencil this thought for just later because yeah. this is about the whole movie. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, he gets taken to his own torture room. He's tied up. He's uh, he's gagged like ball gag, literally a ball gag. Yeah, and then uh, basic. Well, the ball gag comes in later, but basically, a, a torturer comes in, mm-hmm. and I wrote down: Is this torture like a newbie or something? Because right off the bat, his body language is much different from the old man. Right, right. The uh, way he's acting. I, I'm like, I'm like, like ca- the old man was calm, collected. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy is very frantic, impulsive, and. Yeah, seems nervous. Yes, and so I'm like, it's like, and like, is he, yeah, is like, is he a newbie? Like he, like he demasked himself right away. He was not worried about hiding his identity or anything. I don't anything. even know if he had a mask. He had a, he had a COVID. Oh, mask. Oh, just the COVID mask. He didn't yeah. have, he didn't have like an iron mask yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of the other guys did. Because, um, um, and uh, we'll get back into this later. But I didn't realize that um, the tort. I didn't like. I thought basically, like, because like, the, like in the rooms there's like these like massive like holes in the walls and like I thought like. Cause I knew like like there was a wealthy man because of Japanese dude. Yeah. Um, and I, I assumed that like you paid to watch these people get tortured. Oh right, that's what you think is I going thought, on. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and so I thought the wealthy man was like hiding in like an um, upper raft, like smoking a cigar or something. Yeah, or like a video camera uh, or something, something like that. Something like that. But then, like, I kind of realized like the wealthy people are the torturers. I didn't put it together at this point. I put it together a teeny tiny bit later, well, but yes, that like, is what's I, going like, on. Like, by this point, I kind of put it together, but we'll get, it becomes explicit later on. Mm-hmm. I got it when it's uh, explicit. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Paxton, while in the chair, says a German dialogue yeah. to oh, the Oh, I pulled it up. This, Do you oh, have it? Yeah, I have it pulled up too. Yeah. So he says, uh, it translates to, if you kill me, it'll destroy your life. Every time you close your eyes, you'll see me. I'll be in your nightmares every night, your whole life. I will ruin it. Yeah. And, like, that's obviously gets him to put the ball gag on. Yeah, it kind of fucks with his head. It fucks with the torturer's head, and who's already nervous and Cause, probably cause he, cause he was like psychological kind of like, manipulation. Like, because... Like, Again, he was like just he wasn't really torturing him that much. Yeah, he was jittery. He, he, he like he like chopped off some hair and like put it in a bag and like mm-hmm. that was like that almost seemed like enough for him at, at the time. Yeah, he was just but getting then, into it. But like uh and then like he like Freddy Krueger tried to stab him with like a guarding rake thing. Mm-hmm. But like he again like it was very surface level wounds. Like it was like I feel like if there was an old man from the train, that shit would have been like tearing yeah, out he flesh. Wasn't doing, he wasn't doing hard damage yet. Yeah. Um but then, like, uh, the ball gag comes on, uh, but then he's like, starts throwing up because of the pain. Like, it's like all weird. Yeah. And he, and he then starts, he takes it off and vomits some more. Well, because he starts choking on his yeah, own vomit. He starts like, choking he, on he, he would have died. Yeah. And that's why he takes the ball gag off. Kind of like uh, when you overdose on like a hard drug. You, yeah. You got to lay the person on their side so they don't choke and, on the vomit. And, 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 and again, that's also kind of why I had the intention of, oh, he took the ball gag off because someone else was watching at first. Oh, it's kind I was of, like, no, he took the because, ball like, gag I, off. Because, again, this is where I'm like still kind of confused as like to what's going on here. Because right, when right. he took it's it off, like, oh, it's like, does he have to make sure that's the off so that way the people watching get their fill from this dude oh see i was uh, like oh he's got to take that off because he's about to choke on his own vomit and die and if he dies then he doesn't get to torture him anymore yeah so he was like he's got he's got to let and him that's, live that's so what, he can torture that's him. that's where it was coming from so, right um but so yeah saved by the puke saved by the puke but then um we go we go up and then uh, he's kind of like trying to rev himself up. And he's like, he pulls out a whole ass chainsaw. Yep. And oh, he's, re- he's, he's pissed now. The uh, torture is like, all right, we're going to, let's we're, do this. Yeah, he's pissing me off. And this is 
Oh, God, this is one of my favorite scenes. So first, we get our most explicit gore yet with um, where he takes the chainsaw and cuts some fingers off, but he cuts yeah. them off so sloppily. Well, because like, he, he like revs it in his face a little bit, real close to his face to kind mm-hmm. of scare him and get him get him riled yeah. up and whatnot. Like, literally, like, like, face, like, ra- like trying and, to raise over his and head. And in this time, uh, Paxton managed to slide one of his hands out of the handcuffs. So yeah. he's he's free with one arm. Yeah. And then he, he goes to swipe the chainsaw and puts his hand in front of it. And then, whoop! Fingers gone. Yeah. Uh, like three fingers gone. Uh, two fingers. Is it two? Yes. I thought it was three. No, they made a oh, point. Oh, because he still has the thumb. He still has the thumb. He still has the thumb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like, that's, like, a whole thing. And then this fucking... I le- this like- 2000 IQ play. The torturer <laughs> goes back, pulls the chainsaw up, and he's like, all right, I'm charging at you now. Runs at him full speed with the chainsaw and slips on his fingers and cuts his own leg off with the chainsaw. Oh my god. Read what I wrote down for that part. <laughs> you could like hear the Roblox death noise. He, he, he didn't die was, from it, but. He didn't die from it. It was very reminiscent of Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. When, yeah, when, when Leatherface trips and cuts accidentally his own, cuts his own leg. Except this guy fully amputated like, his own leg. Which is probably what should have happened to Leatherface, but. He just got beefy thighs. He's got beefy thighs. This you know? torturer can never. Uh, um, Leatherface had leg day. Yeah, this guy did leather, not. Yeah, he leatherfaced himself. Um, he and he then, cut off his leg. And also, I find it funny that you brought up like Chekhov's daughter, Chekhov's all this stuff. When we had a literal Chekhov's gun. Yeah, and there was another Chekhov's gun. Oh, and this isn't even the only Chekhov's gun. Yeah. This is like the first of three. Yeah. Um, because like, again, the guy tries to scare him with a gun. Doesn't shoot him, but just like pulls up a gun to be like, look, I have a gun. Be scared of me. Then just puts the gun away. Mm-hmm. And then basically. Like, ah, too easy. And then basically in the confusion of all, like this guy, like with his leg now gone. Yeah. Uh, trying to like get this chainsaw back. He's now like, you know, all right, time to make my move. And remember, Paxton has an arm free. He has an arm free. And two fingers and down. Again, and again, but... everything's rusted here. So this chair ain't good. He's like basically ripping the chair out himself. Yeah. And he's trying, he's getting a little bit more free. I think he gets his <laughs> other arm out too, for sure. Because uh, how else would he pull the trigger? Well, no, he had one arm free. No, he, had, he okay. Uh, I think. Wait, I think he gets both arms free for the gunshot. But no, but his he, legs but he are was still, still down. Oh, his legs—that's right. Legs. Both, both arms were free, but his legs were still down. Because remember, right. there was also like a bar back there. Yes, I was like, yes, at least yes. he has something to hold on to yeah. and like squeeze for the pain. I guess. Yeah. Um, but he gets the gun and just kills his torturer. Oh, he didn't just kill him. He headshotted that bitch. Oh, yeah. I literally wrote down plus 135 essence critical kill. <laughs> he unlocked a camo for the Beretta. <laughs> like, he, he he fully just executed. Gold camo unlocked, guitar riff plays. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, this 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 was kind of nice because I did I didn't I hate to root for this character because but he was smart in, in this he final made, scene. He made some smart decisions real quick. Yeah. Like fast. So he how so he, the gunshots and. The, the chainsaw revving and the screaming, it alerts the attention of one of the guards in the hallway um, because he, he kind of realizes, like, hey, that sounds a little off. Like, yeah. let me go check on that room. Mm-hmm. And a guard walks into the room. He, he sees the torturer on the ground, I, Sans leg. Yeah, Sans leg. He still sees Paxton in the chair. He's like, facing the wall, so he's yes. not facing Paxton. Paxton yeah. is facing a wall, but he sees him in the chair tied up. Mm-hmm. And he Paxton made a smart decision to kind of play dead. Yeah, and... Uh, in this, com- and like, in just enough confusion, he then pulls out, he then like tricks him, pull- gun pulls out, shoots the guard, basically free by this point. I, he mm-hmm. does, there's like a small scene of him like undoing his leg restraints because that was still why. Yeah, because now that he was why he was still so- out. That's why he, but like he's out, out now. Mm-hmm. And then first thing you do, again, he's fucking smart. He dresses up as a torturer. Put- yeah, and, and he, uh, he wears like, uh, one of the masks. He gets on the butcher guard. Yeah, it's very, 
they're styled in such a way that it almost looks like SNM. Mm-hmm. It reminded me very much of like puppy yeah. play. And, kind and, of and again, that's also because uh, again, this is also before. I, at first, uh, I thought this first torturer that like was getting past. I thought he was getting off on it, like sexually. I didn't. He might have been. He might have been stale, but might like, have been. Like it kind of seemed like it. it, it um, and again, like with the similarities with like this room and the brothel scene from the beginning, with, right? Like, I'm like, I'm like, I was getting some major Hellraiser pain and pleasure vibes. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, like, uh, I'm not saying that's why I was kind. Of, I, and again, that's also why I wasn't sure if like nudity, like how like how intentional was the nudity in this movie? Because it's like. Then, like, you know, the gratuitous nudity, gratuitous gore, one and the same. I guess, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying not to give credit to that. because There's there only was just some... a few scenes where, like, it doesn't need to be Yeah, there. like... Again... And, like, I'm cool with the nudity in the spa. It makes sense. But, like, why do the dudes have... To... Like, the way it's depicted, because all the all the dudes have just a woman hanging on them. Yeah. A naked woman. And while they're covered. And I'm like... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think... I, I also gotta think, if there were some dicks in this movie, it would have been fine. We just needed a dick. We needed just dicks, one. guys. I mean, I. All right, I'm straight, guys. I swear to God. <laughs> um, I wrote down that it's unintentionally humorous at times too, because he does this like very Scooby Doo esque like poke his head out. Oh of yeah, the room. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the music. I think that's really what took me out is the is the music and yeah, like just the, mu- the frame, the way this movie is shot. If it had the grittier tone, I think it would have liked it more. The music, but was it not plays it. out like. It's framed in the same way as, like, any old 2000s movie. Like, this could have been shot... This was shot the same way Dude Where's My Car was shot. <laughs> so, like, I, I... Like, he's poking his head out, and there's this weird, like, doop music, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is this? Like, what the hell? But um, Paxton ends up being able to hide and get to another room. I think he understood that even though he was disguised... I was a bit confused, because, like, he had a disguise on, he had an iron mask, but, like... He still paid from guards when, like, he heard more people coming. Yeah, probably thought, just to get the most, like, I, I, he didn't want to give himself away, Yeah, you know? And he was also limping and, like, still the bloody yeah, hands. Yeah, he, so like, he, he was doing the best he could. He, he basically, he was in that, like, if you've played any of the Hitman games, he was in that mm-hmm. stage where it's, like, people could be suspicious of you, but you still had some time to get away. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, and so, like, basically, and then he gets into, like, a room filled with bodies, and it's, like, again, more uh, gore, more gratuitous female nudity, even in this scene. There were still yep. some tits, no yep. dicks. Yep. Uh, and just full on, like, but then again, this is where he could become smart, because then all of a sudden he, like, takes the mask off, starts disrobing himself, I'm like, what's going on here? Because mm-hmm. he, he's in a room, he's kind of yeah. cornered. Yeah. There's nobody physically there, but there's guards everywhere yeah. now. And then, and, like, like... and then, like, an actual butcher comes in. Mm hmm. And he hid in the bot with the other bodies. Yeah, which is pretty a smart play. Now, again, fuck, that's, smart, smart, and that's smart kinda, play. And see, and this is why this movie takes me out because that's that's a scary situation. Like he has to pretend to be dead while there's literally a dead human being on top of him. Multiple, and it's and it's not just a dead guy; it is a mutilated dead guy. Yeah. There's blood. There's guts. It probably the smell oh. alone. Like like he had to play. Yeah, he had to literally keep dead. And it's literally dead. like a cleanup cart so yeah. they're just thrown on there yeah. the weight of a dead person in rigor mortis like the, there's the, a lot of psychological torture going on you want to talk but about then, you want to talk about anti-covid friendliness yeah. this this guy but then, but then like a hand a severed hand falls off the cart uh-huh. and the like the, the like, butcher it, puts it back on the cart right next to and like his an face squints yeah and, it's and like, like the butcher didn't see that and like, it's kind of played like funny like there's weird music cues and yeah. i'm like and like that is also like, that's why it just totally takes and, me and, out because I'm like, damn, this is a pretty scary. Oh, now it's funny. <laughs> and that's also <laughs> that's also what I'm saying. Eli Roth is like he's like the, the moment. Honestly, the moment I saw that, I knew because like I kind of knew Eli Roth's style by this point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because he, because he's not horror comedy like Sam Raimi, and he's right. not hard horror. He's a black comedy horror yeah. guy. Yeah, like he likes comedy that's very dark, not or not like not slapstick, but ve- just very black dark humor, mm-hmm. but still keep it in the horror genre. Right. So it's like I kind of the same reason why I kind of like loved. I I still loved that this fucking torturer ran out full speed, tripped on the fingers he cut off, and cut his own leg off. Yeah, that was funny. That like, was I, that like was funny. I I just saw that in the same tone as this. Right. So, right. and then also he like. His fingers fall off, like his severed. He, which he grabbed. He grabbed his severed fingers in case he was gonna get them reattached. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. He was oh, pretty yeah. adamant and about again, it. Again, like you know that that black comedy was kind of there, and like that's like because again, never seen Eli Roth, but I think I've known enough about him to kind of pick up like what his style should be. Gotcha. And See, I don't know that much about it, him, and I kind of was, was. It's weird for never seen have seen an Eli Roth movie. I'm like, this feels like Eli Roth. You know, gotcha. it's weird. Yeah. Is that weird? No, not at all. Directors okay. have styles and signatures. Absolutely. I just don't have that familiarity with him. Yeah. I, f- I, I, I didn't really have expectations for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it just threw me off that I, what I expected was not what I got. But just be- even though I didn't have expectations. Because I expected like a dark, gritty, bite your teeth, nasty movie. And mm-hmm. then we got like a really weird, yeah. cheesy 2000s yeah. but, torture movie. Uh, yeah. But basically, um, he's able to get away from this scene. I think he killed a butcher, right? Uh, yes, but he leather-faced him. Again, he oh. totally got, like, a like a cattle hammer and oh, just that's right. he, yeah, maimed him. Yeah. Uh, domed him right in the fucking head. Yeah, he had, he had Sloppy Butcher on. He had Sloppy Butcher, <laughs> yep. Um, but then, I, I like to imagine he didn't even need to kill him. He just killed him because he took his fingers. Because he, he failed to get his own fingers back. And I think yeah, the Butcher he threw was, him into the incinerator. He was really, like... I, and we'll see later that a lot of really weird decisions are made during this movie. And that was kind of one of them where his fingers fall off the cart. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, just accept that you don't have fingers anymore. <laughs> like, bro, it's either your life or those two fingers. E- Ethan, like, Ethan Winters lives without his fingers in Resident Evil 8. I'm sure you could live without yours. Ethan Winters is watching from the village. Just like, like pathetic. pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so he, he domes the butcher guy. And he's dead. By this point, he's making a clean getaway. He gets to the elevator, has his gun. Also, I love that, like, one guy, like, one of the guards, like, literally turns around as the doors are closing to see him get away. Oh, yeah. And to, nothing takes, comes from that. He, well, he takes a service elevator and it goes to like floor four instead of like the top floor yeah and then the doors open and there's a guard like on the phone or something mm-hmm. and then he like wait this is more he's like close the door close the door close the door and, like, and then the turns guard, around the guard turns around to see that it's him in the elevator like last second so at this point alarms are raised yeah because the guards saw I, that I, I just always loved like because like it was like a 180 degree like like, yeah, it, it was, was like a robotic like robocop mm-hmm. turn like like and so yeah. like locked on target um yep. so then he takes the service elevator up to top, the top uh, floor which is you got confused because like why go to the top floor yeah but I was I had, like, that's kind of questionable if you're but, trying to escape why would you go to the top but i had a suspicion that a this, good point like this is an elevator that was like starts on top like top floor is first floor and, yeah, like, and it just, just only goes go, underground only goes underground yeah, i didn't think about that but I, um, I think that is what was going on yeah and we get into like this like locker room and so i'm like and i made the comment these torturers have benefits Yep. Because, uh, yeah, th- at this point, he, uh, and he also sees outside the police, I think, talking to yeah, the, the members. Yeah, the police were talking with, like, the taxi drivers that, like, bring the bodies and Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So the cops are in on it, of course. Because mm-hmm. um, they had to be. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, uh, uh, Paxton is, is in this room. He opens up a locker, sees, like, a suit. So he mm-hmm. takes off the uh, bu- uh, torturer disguise and switches into like a business suit to kind yeah. of disguise himself in as the moment, wealthy people. Yeah, and the moment I, he switched, the moment he switched to a business suit, I'm like, wait, why would a torturer have a business suit? And, and then that's when I realized, oh, 
the torturers are the wealthy men. Right, yeah, this is where it it all starts to really come into place. Yeah, Um, because then he pulls out a business card that says Elite Hunting. And it's got that dog, which is the tattoo that the guy had on the train. They made a point to show that very early in the movie. So at least that's something that came back. And then on the back, it shows the rates for like each person you torture slash kill, with Americans being the most expensive at 25 grand. Yeah. Um, So people people are big spenders if they're going for Americans. Yes. And then... Um, like this dude came in who's like in a in a half undressed torturer yeah costume. And, and, and he's like making comments about like dude why the fuck you have to dress up like this yeah cause he thinks at first you, we the audience think oh shit he's about to get busted they know he broke out but yeah. then he approaches him like a peer mm-hmm. so you're like oh now he has to play along like he is one of the people that yeah. just tortured people for money like, and this is where the movie really starts to like this this is where the movie spells out okay this whole movie is a the, operation the one percent the wealthy yeah, the rich wealthy people pay money to to torture people and, for fun and, and I'm, i just realized jeff bezos is a fucking regular facts mark zuckerberg's in the next he, room he, he like like uh, like elon musk comes here bi-weekly right he's a mainstay yeah. he has a reservation there like um, like the like the kidnappers know him by name yeah well i mean he's the Musk, but <laughs> so so yeah he starts talking to him like a peer paxton is trying to bullshit his way through the cost uh, conversation he's asking him really fucked up and questions and like, like oh, how was it like it, was it too quick what how'd you do it like tell me in detail uh-huh. and i was like bro just talk about how you killed the other people i mean yeah. it wouldn't even be a lie and then but yeah and then uh I mean, also, he's but, like, check out my tattoo that I got. He's like, let me see yours. And he's like, come on, let me see it. Yeah, and, and he's like fully trying. And then someone to just knocks on the door. Door X Machina. Door X Machina. Absolutely. Because like we never see anyone come or leave that door. The door just knocks, so he would stop looking. Exactly. That, that's literally what that door is. Exactly. Because then he he stopped after yeah. that. He stopped asking. And, about ba- the and basically, like that's just when he's like, okay, I've got we got our information, Phil. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get out of here. Yep. And he basically, he was ready to get away. He was at the car door. Dude, yeah. Keys were in the ignition. So Paxton, Paxton made it, made it to a car Mm -hmm. that happened to have the keys in the ignition. Literally the luckiest set of events Out of sight, so like no one could see him. He found the hatch. Killer was nowhere nearby. And he he heard a Japanese girl screaming. The woman from the lobby earlier who was like my friend, your friend. Because she also went missing later. Right. Uh, And, uh... This is again. I think this is where the drowning girl thing came into play. Cause, oh, is it? Because uh, in a sense, she's the drowning girl. He now has a way to say he he like he has opportunity. Got it. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because I I literally wrote down like whack decisions are made. Like, yeah, girl, like, that's why a stranger. Go, like, it is a stranger. Why go back and save her? But you know that. And also, girl. you know what was going on in there. You think like you barely made it out the first time. You think you're gonna be able to break back in easily yeah. and get again, the girl out again? Get a second body out. But he does. He gets into the girl's room, and we find out that the dude that like basically info dumped for us was her torturer and right. he was like blow torching her eye yep which had popped out um yeah it was like dangling out of her face yeah. um but basically ki- kills torturer out of ammo so that gun's gone yep um another checkoff's gun a- another checkoff's gun um and so uh this girl Ka- kana not lana but kana, yep, kana. is here K-A-N-A. her eyeball just dangling dangling which is like not unrealistic because no. i because no. like, because he blowtorches her face, so the the surrounding like eye socket area yeah. is just melted. Like yeah. there's nowhere for that eye to go back in. Yeah. Um. But and also again, I'm realizing because like for example, like one of the reasons bags go over the head uh, for people get, who get hung is because the asphyxiation causes their eyes to pop out. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um. I'm yeah. Know. That's why they put bags over their head so the children who watch the hanging don't have to see the eyes pop out. You gotta keep it safe for kids. Of course. Um. <laughs> of course. Keep but, the kitties at bay. But yeah, um, and so 
like at this point, I, granted, I wouldn't know what to do with this either. I wouldn't either. But, but Paxton's just like, all right, let's chop that off. Yeah, he straight up just scissors it off. Ever, sever, uh, optical nerve severed. Gone. Yeah. That woman has no depth perception. Yeah. Blind. Like that. Like no hope there. No hope. Uh, uh, which, which, yeah, which is, again, I want to know. Is, is, weird, that, it's like, is that like an intelligent move? I don't because she wasn't tied up or anything. It's not like the eye was preventing her from moving. Yeah, and, and then also, but it was just like, a dangling eye. It was just a dangling eye. But also, this man was trying to save his own severed fingers for like. The most, inf- like, of, yeah. like, dirt-infected, like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. It, it was very, just, again, very odd choices then, were made there. So, yeah, somehow he gets this girl out. He, he, and again, he they the break car. back out. They get into the car. They make a mad dash. Mm-hmm. She's fully just eye-dangling. Uh, well, her eye's gone now, but... Yeah, after oh, yeah. Just, uh, eye's gone. Uh, they're making her, her face they missing, get, pretty much. They are able to get back to the car with zero problems. Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, and then we get an actual, like, chase, like, because, like, you know, by this point, but the car's starting, like, wait, that's what's going on there after Yeah, them. they they see the guards, see the car peel out, and they're mm-hmm. like, obviously something's wrong. So one of them walkies that there's a problem, and then some guards get in another mm-hmm. car and chase after. And we have a more or less generic chase in here. It's, like, barely even a chase. They yeah. lose them relatively fast. Yeah. Um, but... We, they get back into town, and I love the reveal of like this van that was just there. I thought the yeah, van was. A, I thought a van the, blocking an alley. I thought the van was part of operation like they called ahead or something. No, me too, because it was a black unmarked van. Yeah, but no, the van just pulls away just to reveal. Well, and he's honk. He's like honking, like move the fucking truck because he's now blocked yeah. in an alley, and I'm like. Dude, there's nobody even in the driver's seat. Yeah. Like, what and who are you talking at? And then some guy just comes out, like, I'll get it, I'll get it. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It moves the van. Very conveniently timed. And then another, even more conveniently timed, right on the other side of this van. Is not uh, Natalia, Alana, and Moleface Dude. From the beginning. From the, the beginning. Guy who, the guy who told all of them in the first place yeah. that they needed all to go to perfectly Slava- saying, Slava- Perfectly within uh, car range. Slovakia. Uh, yeah. In Slovakia. And they're all just having a conversation, just, and then they look over all dramatically at the like, car, oh, see that it's shit. Paxton, and then uh, what, what what everyone was thinking happened. Thank God, three for one, sixty right, six, sixty points kill. We got the bowling animation of he like, floors the fucking gas pedal yeah. and runs and into like, all three of and, them. And, and, and in like one we know, swift and we know, we know Lana died, and like Lana died, I, like because she like fell into I, a wall and yeah. broke her neck. I guess we assumed the mole face dude died. I, I guess it kind of showed. But his body. I'm like, I'm like okay, but like I mean, you could survive that, and of course Natalia did, and she's like getting up. I even I, said too, I was like, oh no, it didn't kill her though. And because she's like getting up, and it makes sense because Natalia was uh, the most related to um, this person. Yeah, she was the one who bought, abducted him, whatever. Yeah, Um, and like just absolutely just um, I'm like okay well you know it's, it makes sense that like one of them survived nope the second car just comes barreling out of the nowhere the car that was chasing them yeah. bro oh and it and it shows it 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 rips her up you it's, see her body like, tumble yeah it's 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 nice you get you get a oh, really it, good that shit shot felt there. good to watch um, but yeah so uh, um, keep going in the car chase and well chase <laughs> yet again the army of children returns oh my god and oh my god, I cannot believe this happened. They got the same car with the bag of gum in it. Yes, and the kids that the kids require you got to pay the troll toll to pass the army of children. Oh my god! And, and so, not only did he pay the troll toll, but he was able to also pay them to then literally kill these men, these children. Because like, because like, noxious bag of gum, he hands it over to the literal child gang, and they let him through. And then. And it's also enough to pay them off that when the when the grown men with guns show up to them to tell the children to go out of the way, these kids they have a like in the walls 
perfect, like, aimbot headshots on these guys. Yeah, they're, like, throwing bottles at them and shit, Rocks, like they were in the, earlier not, at the also, hostel. Also, full disclosure, these aren't, like, hitting the car, like, these projectiles that they're throwing aren't hitting the car or, like, dissing. head hatchets, mama. These, like, like <laughs> these are perfect, like, 100% accuracy, Warzone hacks, aimbot headshot. Aim like, I am like, what the Terminator fuck? precision. Like, what it, and, like, again, they kill these men. These oh, yeah. Ch- f- these children Fully. murder the, take, these children have taken lives for gum. Yeah. I'm saying, like, literally, like I said, all the things I expected to come back, didn't. And the things I would have never thought to see again, came, came back. back. Like, I literally, when I saw that bag of gum, and I saw them, like, having that moment with the kids, where the kids were like, give us something and we'll let you through, I was just like, like, I facepalm because I was just like, oh, my God, this is what's happening. Just so Kana and Paxton get away. Yeah. They get to a okay, train station uh, above well, ground. There's a small, ch- there's like a small, like, check, like, scene. Oh, yeah, there's a to, checkpoint. They have to abandon the car because there's like a police checkpoint and like it's taking too long. And then like a garbage uh, like a truck comes behind him, and also he's not gonna be able to hide Kana, who's missing a whole ass fucking eye. Literally, half her face is burned off. Yeah, like even if these cops weren't in on it, they'd probably still be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Um. So they they bail out of the car, they, start running, and the, very convenient. There's a train station nearby, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, now Kana wants to address her own face. Well, she gets a glimpse of herself. You I know? guess she's probably running off adrenaline. She just got her fucking eye cut off, and like all that torture. Yeah, she's like, barely holding on because I mean, even in the car, she's slumped. Like I even. Thought she died in the car. I was like, yeah. oh, she fucking died. And then she got up. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, she's still alive. Uh, um, like, Paxson's tr- still on the move. Yeah, she catches a glimpse of herself in a reflection of, like, one of those train station like the stops where you would like it's like a little small enclosure with a bench where you would sit when you're waiting for a train or a bus yeah. and she catches a glimpse of her and the like reflective metal mm-hmm. sees that literally half of her fucking face is gone and I guess and- in the moment she kind of just decides like mm, nah. not really feeling living like this this is awful. And like- so... She uh, comes up with a great plan. Kana said, guys, I have a plan for a distraction. I have a pro gamer move. Kana has left the chat. (laughs) (laughs) She just tosses herself. Like, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. She got hops. Yeah, I, I didn't well, want to. Well, I didn't it's want to be funny. It's, it, she didn't that's like, what I say. it's like a little humorous because she's like very slow, dread walking towards. I'm like, the I thought she was gonna like, just like fall, train. like into so, like, onto the tracks. Or at something. least for me, I was very clear that she was obviously about to throw herself in front of the train. Like we, and, we knew she and, was gonna do that, but and like Paxton's like watching. I thought it was gonna be some boxes. I thought it was gonna be a bit more like. I thought she was just gonna fall. Yeah, she's walking like, like so more, slow. More just like give up. There's like kind of like collapse into it. But no, as soon as the train, she like like she like LeBron James tosses a ball under her leg like. Flying squirrel, <laughs> flying yeah. squirrel, dunk, in front on, of the train. and then just like explodes and onto the train on impact. Yeah, and I'm just like, and yeah, and I, I feel like the way she was looking at Paxton was kind of like, like this is a distraction yeah. because of course she there, throws herself in front yeah, of the train. Like there was like no blind spot in this area. It's bloody. It's gory. Every yeah, that's another thing too. This woman is literally. I don't care that she had a hooded cloak on. She was walking around and half of her face was peeled off. You're telling me nobody yeah. in that public space like but, looked at her and was but like, then you're what ta- the but fuck? then you're telling me you're going to create a distraction so no one can see him who's actually covered up pretty decently. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, so she she throws herself in front of the train and then uh, it obviously there's blood. It's gory. Mm-hmm. It shows blood getting on just like passerby's. But 
it's enough for Paxton to fully get away. And yeah, because everybody, of course, runs over there, police but even, included. Even, even, even he trusts no one. He has a scalpel. I think he took it from a torture room. Something, yeah. He gets um, on a train. He's he, literally, he, he just, he's in, in the little tiny, like, train laboratory bathroom, yeah. like, with the scalpel. S- scalpel like, at the door. Tr- and he's, like, trust, shaking. Yeah, he is he's trusting. He's still got a bloody hand, missing two of his fingers. So, yeah, that traumatized. He is trusting no one. But eventually, train stops. He gets, and he's, he gets he, off. Oh, no, oh, no he, he doesn't get he off does, yet. He does get off the train yet, but he hears the old man giving the, the same man speech who he gave. his friend, too. And he's giving the same speech he gave him and his friends yeah. on the train from the beginning of the movie. I do like that world building of just everything is an elaborate setup. Like, yeah. from the girls in their hotel, like, obviously the whole hotel is in the, on the it. The dude in Amsterdam, the, the pothead dude in Amsterdam. He's what, in on it. That, like, just gives you an idea of just, like, how massive this operation is and, like, why you physically can trust no one. Yeah, big, big operation. Um, um, and then he follows the old man off the train into a bathroom that has like an open close sign like very weird which i think is overly weird because you can't still put up the signs for like maintenance or like cleaning or something yeah but it's a bathroom like it isn't a business like it fully <laughs> is one of those ones that like this isn't on a business one, this is a bathtub literally on one side it says open in like three different languages and then that, and then you flip it over and it says closed in three different languages and it has a big red slash like yeah. indicating that nope not open for business and it's just like a bathroom yeah. it's so weird um, but yeah, he follows follows him into a bathroom, and uh, we get a really nice revenge scene. Uh, he, he put the elite hunting like kind of slid under a door, and he's like the business oh, shit. card. The business yep. card is like, oh, a shit. dog tattoo or Go- dog design, whatever. Yeah, goes to get it, and then that's when he grabs his hand and uses a scalpel, chops off the fingers he lost. Yes, the same two fingers, so cool. eye for an eye. Finger um, for a finger. And of course, by, with the, with him like distracting being bloody and all that thing, that's he, for just one Kool-Aid man's bust down the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it was it, 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 another spoiler for Halloween Kills. It had a very similar energy because the door of the stall just boom, Kool-Aid yeah. man opens and like hits the old man in the yeah. hot side of the head. Yeah. And like, because he had to, so he had to reach over, right, to yeah. grab that business card. And, like, and he's now like, he's, he's like kind of on over. the floor. Yeah, yeah. Kind of So that door just whacks him in the side of his head and it like fully wax him in mm-hmm. the other towards the toilet and it had a very similar energy to Halloween Kill spoiler the the nurse who was shooting the deagle and oh, then yeah. Michael Myers, Michael opened Myers the car kicks door. the car doors to like she knock went, her hand and she, <laughs> she shoots herself with the, when she had the intent of shooting Michael because he kicked the door so perfectly that it knocked her hand as she pulled the trigger to blow her own brains out Perfect. That's a whole kill in itself, and we'll talk about that when we do a Halloween Kills episode closer to Halloween Ends. Because we're probably going to do a Halloween Kills episode. Of course. And then um, I'm sure we'll do a Halloween Ends one as well, but that's a whole... That's a different story. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, he knocks him in the head with the door, which turns him around so he's facing the toilet, and that uh, prompts Paxton to get the moment to literally death by swirly. Yeah. Just straight up bully well, him. For, for bully right, he style. doesn't die from the swirly. No, he doesn't die from the swirly, but he very much high school bully style, like pushes mm-hmm. his head in the toilet, flushes it. Yeah. I, I do love the... Which pa- is kind of pa- funny too, because you... Paxton probably could have drowned him there. Definitely. And but, he was, he was shitting, so he probably put him in a shit-filled toilet. Yeah. But Paxton, I, but like, the, Paxton pulled him up so he could like look in the reflection of like the toilet paper dispenser i think i don't know what it was back there so oh, yeah yeah it's one of those things that kind of sits above the toilet and it holds like the the machinery for flushing that's right or, that's like, right that's or right. like a paper towel holder. i, I forgot what it paper, was yeah either way a so metal just, thing. just so the old man could like look him in the eyes and he said oh shit and then slit his throat yeah like one good look at who is doing this to yeah, him just be like then, hey remember me motherfucker yeah and then oh. slits his throat 
the old German doctor man is dead and we see a nice little fadeaway shot uh, with the blood pooling and we see his his mutilated hand. We see the business card floating in his blood. And he just leaves, gets on a train, and the movie ends. Which, he didn't get a single drop of blood yeah. on his clothes. Also, didn't buy a ticket either. He just kind of got on a train by yeah, looks I of was, it. Yeah, like I said, how do the people have money in this town? Like, oh, okay, for the record... For the record, there was a scene where, um, when he was putting a suit on, he found, when he found a business card, he also found, like, a ton of cash. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because he's also it. on a wealthy, a wealthy businessman, A wealthy yeah. man's, uh, outfit. He's right. gonna have wealthy makes money. Makes sense, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I wrote down the people in all of these countries are oblivious. Like, he just fully killed a man in a bathroom and somehow got no blood on his clothes, but then just walks out like nothing ever happened. And no one even turned twice. Yeah. No one even turned twice when a woman with half of her face was walking through the fucking... I, I mean, that's just that's just Wednesday in Slovakia. I'm saying, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and then that, movie ends. That is hostile. That's hostile. Hostile from 2005. So, I think, just before... We're closing notes. Yeah. Like, I... Especially talking with you about it, I, I definitely see this movie a lot more critically than I did at the moment. Because I, I, I'm someone who tries to have honey, honeymoon phase with the movie. I try to enjoy it yeah. in the moment. I, I kind of do that, too. I kind of try um, to turn off my brain a little bit. Try to But even not then, I'm not even sure if I... Like... I genuinely think the thing that throws this movie off for me and doesn't allow me to enjoy it as much as maybe I could mm-hmm. is the weird cinematography of it. It's not bad cinematography. The movie doesn't look bad. It's, yeah. not, it's not too dark. You can see what's going on. It's... The way it's shot with the weird, cheesy musical cues mm-hmm. and the very static camera angles makes it almost kind of feel like I'm watching like a sitcom yeah. or like a 2000 uh, era. Like I said, dude, was my yeah. heart. Like it's, no, it's those very static shots yeah. where the characters I'm also... enter a scene, you get the foreground, you see them enter the scene, and it doesn't do like cutaways to their faces talking. It's two characters having a conversation, pretty much a wide shot of that the whole time. Yeah. And also, I think I might have to rescind what I said earlier that this movie, I might like this movie more than Saul. I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling that would kind of dimmer. Uh, just because, like... As, we, we were going to debate that for sure. That yeah, was going to be a dead that, debate that, for that was, sure. That was going to be a dead debate for sure. But even... Which is also kind of one of the reasons I was kind of hoping I would still like this movie. But I, was I, like, I, can't, but I also can't lie to myself about this. Just because... At least with Saul, that shit gets going from the start. This movie mm-hmm. was such a slow burn for, like... That's the thing, is, like, it... And, and that's why you were, like... I know you were talking about, like, how they really developed the characters well. And, like, I agree. They did give the characters dimension. But the thing was, the cost of it was, like, 50 minutes of the movie. Yeah. The movie's only an hour and a half. That only left, like, 30 minutes to unveil the plot of the wealthy people and the torture. And because this movie is compared to Saw because of its levels of torture and gore, yeah. w- which I knew going in... And, um, but I think that's one thing I will say is that, like, I think this, I think Hossop does have the edge for when the gore does get going. I'm Maybe like, it does in the sequels, too. I'm, I'm only I've gonna, never I'm, seen the sequels. I'm never, I haven't seen the sequels either. I'm only going to be compared to Saul 1 as well. Right. I think this, As it should, probably. I think in terms of just, like, kind of the overall taste and slash, gratu- like, gratuity of the gore... I like this movie more than Saul, just okay. because. So, yeah, the first Saw isn't really that gorgeous. The, the, really fir- the first Saw was already very explicitly on as anti, like hiding as much gore as possible for budgetary purposes. Yeah. Obviously, you know, by sequels we got a lot of gore. Yeah, Saw became but, known as a gore fest because of the sequels, not the first one. The first one is not that yeah. gory. The but, first one but is even really then, easy to watch. even then, like I just. Like the, the the aesthetic of the torture room and like mm-hmm. the butcher outfits. I did like the whist- those aesthetics. The, the, yes. the whistling and like there was just like. When the torture was on screen, I I think when the torture was on screen, I genuinely liked it more than Saul because it was okay. like compared to because yeah. like don't get me wrong, I liked the escape room premise of the bathroom. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like you know, but you're talking about the physical torture, which it did have good torture scenes. Like you do see some pretty fucked I, up shit. I, I also appreciate movie, that there was no 
overtly blue or green color grading in this movie like there was for the first like the oh song movie. yeah this yeah mo- this movie you saw everything for what it was and that how was dirty a, it was that was a plague of the, the 2000s the, the movie this hot this the hustle movie when it was dirty it was dirty and you knew that because it mm-hmm. like it wasn't like hiding it with like a color grading it right. was this movie is fucking filthy mm-hmm. and i like that yeah so but i think if i had to like watch any movie over and over i'd watch the saw movie yeah <laughs> so yeah this was it, it was a little different than what I was expecting, for sure. It wasn't necessarily a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie for me. It was just a very, like, all right, that's a movie I've seen now. This mo- Maybe I'll watch the sequels at some point if I feel bored. Yeah, like, um, like you just watched all the Hellraiser sequels, basically, just because. I, I literally just I, binged them. I mean, now you have access to watch the Hostile sequels, mm-hmm. which is, like, there's not as, there, it's not a major franchise like those yeah, movies. Yeah, I think there's only two or three. Two or three, four. yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, definitely something that's, like, I think the reason it's... I, I like Hostel. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it would still be in probably the same level of popularity today, even if Saw didn't come out. I think it just had too many tonal problems for me. Yeah. Because there are those moments that are humorous, and they're, like, played to be humorous, but it feels out of place because it's a very serious torture movie. Mm-hmm. And I get, like you were saying, that's kind of Eli Roth's style. So I do, I do kind of see that. But also, like, for me, watching it and not really knowing him, I was like... Am I supposed to take this car- this movie seriously, or is it supposed to be more like? How am I supposed to feel from this movie? Am I supposed to feel scared and dreadful, or am I supposed to feel like that was kind of funny? Mm-hmm. And also, like the characters at the beginning are really shitty. There's all the like homophobic, racist, yeah. and uh, misogynist dialogue. So it's like I'm not really liking these characters. So when they die, I'm like, am I supposed to like them? This and mo- then they turn around and make I- Paxton a protagonist so. this movie if there was just a short film it was just like the back half mm-hmm. I think I would have liked this a lot more yeah and uh, yeah like it's just it just I feel like it didn't it just felt jumbled I yeah. guess cause and we talked about how things seemed like they were gonna go somewhere but then didn't but then other things went places that you may not have expected them to so it was just very like I don't even want to say there was a lot going on there was just like it didn't seem very uh, orchestrated. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely. <sighs> it felt like it felt like a lot of people had their hands in the ring making the parts move, and mm-hmm. you can kind of see it. Take the work of like when one person builds something on their own, and compare it to when say three people worked on it and had all the same yeah. equal. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, it just feels like too many people were trying to put their own touch on it, and it didn't make a good recipe it just made a list of ingredients mm-hmm. I, I don't I, yeah yeah I, I, it's hard to explain as well because again we, we're doing raw impressions so we don't really know much about the production yeah true we haven't had time to yeah we so don't know we can't, the production we, we haven't had time to research like again I had no clue Quentin Tarantino had his name in this at all me neither until me neither I saw that opening credit and I went well, this is a Tarantino movie what yeah technically Um. so I was just like there's just a lot that I think we both don't know about it right now that I yeah. I want to investigate because again Me too. as far as I understand Eli Roth is a he's a good he's like a pretty cool guy and yeah like, and there's sequels so and, who and knows there, what happens there's sequels. sequels and like again like Eli Roth he has a reputation like you don't just become friends with Quentin Tarantino and like get get help uh, from him for your movies if you're not if you don't have something backing you up yeah you know? and like 
like I said, it's an ensemble of people. It's because these are the same people that worked on Inglorious Bastards. They all worked on um, the makeup guy, which yeah. works with them closely. Yeah, in a couple things. So uh, Greg Greg Nicotero. So yeah. So um, I that's th- hostile. That is hostile. Two thousand five. There are some sequels. I don't know when they came out or we're what probably, about them. We're probably not gonna watch them unless probably highly not. requested. Yeah, unless unless people are like harassing me in my DMs, like you need to review the other hostile movies. It's probably not you gonna got, happen you, for you a, got, at least got, for a long you while. You gotta watch the see where Quentin Tarantino jerks himself off in front of Eli Roth in uh, Hostel 3. I'm like, what? Basically. Um, but yeah, that's Hostel. Uh, that's, yeah, I think we covered it pretty well. That's all I really have to say on it. All right. Well, uh, thanks I- for, thank you for joining us. I'm Trevor. I'm Evan, and this has been the Debate of the Dead. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>